0: Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com Pardo. Use code Pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com Pardo. Code Pardo to save 10% on apparel. Pxg.com Pardo. Code Pardo. Pxg. Grip it and wear it. Hey, Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny right around the corner. Know this and know it now. What you're wearing right now, Mac Weldon is better. Do you understand what I mean by that? Mac Weldon underpants and shirts are better than any nonsense you have on your body right now, unless you're already wearing Mac Weldon. Mack Weldon is a men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. Uh, I love it. I, I, wore, uh, I just flew to uh, New York City, the Big Apple, and I was wearing a Mac Weldon shirt, and I am uh, never more comfortable than wearing my Mac Weldon shirts. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means, of course, they eliminate odor. Give it a shot, is my point. Try their underpants out, the Mac Weldon. If you don't like it, you keep it. They'll even still refund you, right? No questions will be asked. Go to MacWeldon.com, and you're going to get 20% off if you use the promo code PARDO. That's right. You're going to get 20% off and an opportunity to say, don't like them, send them, a, toss them to the trash and get your money back. MacWeldon.com is the way to go. I'm wearing them right now. I'm very comfortable. MacWeldon.com, 20% off using the code PARDO. Now, here comes never. Not funny.
2: Please don't take this person out.
3: Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way.
1: I'm hopping and popping.
0: Oh, so you want to flip the dibble? You don't think I twerk? Well, I didn't know that. Eric, shut the f up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Did we just make it better for women?
1: That's what we do here. We spitball. You just gave her an armful of lettuce? I'm in. Love it. Let's go.
0: on tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your
1: host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello everybody, DDS. Welcome to the program. Episode 2216. That is the 16th episode of the 22nd season of Never Not Funny. My name is Jimmy Pardo. If you're just joining us for the first time, that's Matt Belknap on my left. He's the co-host and producer. Uh, Elliot Hopeberg is behind Mission Control there. He runs the video. That's uh, Gary Cockerell. He is our... uh, we call him an intern we give him a couple of bucks I just gave him a $20 bonus today you saw that eh? mm, very <laughs> give him, generous give him a little tip
2: <laughs> thank you sir
1: you know what I felt bad the kid uh, he's going through a tough time you know going to nine movies a week
2: <laughs> buying pass.
1: buying hats that he, you know what I forgot about movie pass I forgot uh, yeah.
5: yeah but you don't just have movie pass
1: <laughs> yeah th- thank you because uh, yeah. it's a lot of arc lights isn't it uh, yeah. Elliot
5: yeah but he's got do you have the cinema
2: cinema all right I, so didn't, you- I didn't pay for that that's free so what? you're cut what wait what that's a, that's a press membership that I was able to...
0: Whoa. Wow.
5: You
2: are not a member of the press.
0: <laughs> yes, he is, Jimmy. Don't screw it up. So you use that for Arclight. Yep. And any 3D thing you might go to. Or, no, I you don't. You don't do that? I okay. don't. That's the best Overwatch way to enjoy a, a movie. What about uh, like a Dolby Atmos or whatever? Yeah, I can
2: do that. Yeah. With the Cinespan or whatever it's called? What's it called? Cinespan? C- Cinema.
1: Cinema.
2: Cinemania. Yeah,
1: yeah, I pas- think that's an album. Yeah, that's a Cinemia, Cinema. A, yeah, it, it sounded a little too much like The Queen there, but I, I for, certainly was trying to do ma, the, the part of Mamma Mia, Mia. Boy, that movie looks great. Doesn't it look great, the, the sequel? It, I mean, it really looks it's terrific. It's
0: gonna be uh, better than the original.
1: Oh, there's no question. I mean, even the posters are refreshing. It's gonna be the Godfather 2 of musicals. And Rocky 2. It's gonna be... <laughs> yeah. uh, Two terrific. Uh, I mean, it really you could just see the fun the cast was having in the mm-hmm. photographs. You can just see what I like, love is the that water.
0: it's all shot on location. It's not like they just stood in front of a green screen for a few weeks and uh, not no, I, I, I don't know the joke of that. It is looks terrible. It looks <laughs> like okay. the entire thing is filmed on a set with like uh, you know, like a green screen. Well, I don't know the answer to that. Uh,
5: I just want to let you guys know that I didn't know whether you were joking or not for 90% of that.
1: All
0: right, I was trying to that's the face You're I was joking. making. I
5: was trying to figure out.
0: Well, have you seen the trailer for Mamma Mia too? Yeah. Then you should and, know. And you didn't know. <laughs> you didn't. Well, here's the thing.
5: You thought, maybe this I didn't like, first, I didn't like the look of the first one.
2: Yeah, the first so, one's terrible. Okay. Even the subtitle is like, "Here we go again." Mm-hmm. Like,
5: what? Why? <laughs> well, if Star Wars like, can do the same story twice, why can't uh, Mamma Mia?
0: <laughs> you think that's fun?
5: They're <laughs> yes, having a I tough do.
0: time right now. They're about to they're losing three hundred million dollars on this.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, I know you guys are all Star Wars people in here, and I don't dislike Star Wars. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind if we went five years without a Star Wars. I agree. Movie. Yeah. I would love know Star Wars. If we need-
0: I, yeah. I I I think the I I think they killed the golden goose. They at least killed
1: they, the goose that brought him there.
0: They knocked him down, and now he's oh. got to get back up again, like S- Chumbawamba. Solo
1: is a good movie. <laughs> get but what is? It? I you know Solo is a good movie, but right. timing wise,
0: that's the problem. They it didn't. It was too soon. Yeah, maybe
2: a year hashtag, and a half. Hashtag, <laughs>
1: <laughs> hashtag, huh, brother. Listen, we're we're going through tough times, but even Solo can't do anything, huh? Yeah, it's. Now, you saw a movie over that, and, and uh, we'll go around the horn certainly later, Garen, but uh, you saw a movie that I am fascinated by. the. Your, I have not seen your review. Usually, I see your reviews on the Facebook, but I've not really been on Facebook because Matt uh, Belknap and I had a whirlwind tour of the United States of America where uh, for uh, our my flight to L.A., or, I, I apologize, my flight from L, yeah L.A. to New York, mm-hmm. uh, Wi-Fi was broken, uh-huh. and then our flight back from Minneapolis to L.A., Wi-Fi was broken, so yeah. we didn't have any Wi-Fi really, and... And I'm okay with that. It was nice to, to disconnect for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I usually, that's my us- the time to usually catch up on Facebook and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm usually able to see Garen Cockrell's uh, A, pathetic please for friends. <laughs> uh, and then Begging, of course, is uh, putting his hat out while he mm-hmm. uh, holds a guitar but doesn't play it. <laughs> um,
3: and then um, uh,
1: his movie reviews. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy those most of all because uh, you know those aren't sad and pathetic. Right. Uh, you saw Action Point. I did. Now I have a friend, our friend, a friend of the show, and and uh, helper for uh, playing games, John Ritchie. Mm-hmm. He put his review out uh, early.
0: Uh, is this the Jack the Jackass movie? Yeah, oh. yeah, and it's is it? It's called Action Point, but it's based on <laughs> Action Park, which is a real thing in New yeah. Jersey. Uh, uh, but, they, but they fictionalized it basically yeah okay yeah. okay
1: all right so then uh so john Ritchie has given his review uh oliver jones who is a uh, the father of clementine jones who makes an appearance in my stand-up act uh <laughs> she uh he gave his review uh i would like to hear garen Cocker's review wait or do we get to hear those other two people's reviews no i'd like to hear garen's first okay. i don't want to taint uh all right uh
2: it's Ooh. not good what do you? On a scale of one to ten, I think I gave it a two. A it, two. It's watch. Wow. No, no. Let me double check. All right. I, I think I was going to give it a two, but I was like, why? And I think I gave it a one. Uh, it's watchable.
1: It's <laughs> a low number for watchable, brother. Yeah, it's,
2: not, it's not. It's although funny. that said, you know what? I saw father uh,
1: father figures on the uh, mm-hmm. on the plane, and I'll go along with that. It's. I'd give it a two. But it it was watchable. Like I didn't.
0: It passed the time on it. Yeah, I enjoyed
2: it. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I don't think it w- was not good in any way shape or form. Uh, I I gave it a one. You gave it a one. You gave Action Point a one. Yeah, not good. I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't enjoy it. It isn't funny enough, nor does it have enough heart. It's just a waste of time. I feel like no you waste should
5: you should give it like a three.
0: Yeah, you should that. reserve one for you do hate it.
5: Because do you have like minus two for a movie where they <laughs> failed to do no. the audio right or?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I think you would see that.
2: I, I would have given it a half a star if I hated it hated it it's just not I do, it's, I do, fu- it's not funny <coughs> but i agree one
1: seems like that's a that's a that's a hate That' yeah. you know to bump it up to a two like
2: to, I, 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 I think elliot's
1: right i, I, I think I that's up a to three a three that's not that. at all a three what's a three what's a give three? us an example of three in your world and your press i know you remember the press
2: uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: when, you, when, when you're when you're sitting around with the other film reviewers like what a book club was that a three
2: book club was a
0: because it sounds like you liked this better than book club
2: book club was a two So you gave that a two, but you gave this a one. That makes no sense.
5: Because was Book Club watchable?
2: Mm, Yeah, Book Club had some moments. Uh, All right, they both get twos. You guys have talked me up to a two. But it's not funny enough. It's not jackass enough, and there's not enough heart to excuse it not being
0: right. funny enough. That's a tough thing. I don't know why they're even trying. To, I guess they did that with Bad Grandpa too, which I didn't but see. that was
2: that was good. Oh, that was was funny. it?
0: I yeah. just don't know about like telling a story and then having the like jackass stunts in the middle. But the of
1: Action it. Park one looked like it was going to make sense
2: because yes. hey, we're going to
1: try these crazy. It was a great There's the ride, yeah. and then you get hit it, in the balls, or right. you fall off,
2: and right, you would think that it would be that, and it, it's that you get John Maxwell right. falling around, but it's just you know, you can see everything coming a mile away. I think I would almost
0: rather they made a documentary about action yeah. park and then just did all those stunts. Like that might be a better movie. Don't yeah. dog, why bot like, you know, the story is not going to be well done. Like, and it's it just, just God, d- why it. try, I'm but it could have, they could have gone the, uh,
2: like adventure land route and made it more sort of like that. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but that doesn't fit with the, their, their ethos or their vibe of, of, but being, that,
2: the only thing jackassy about it is Johnny Knoxville getting hit in the balls, right? And, and they so it felt like
0: another team of people were writing it and doing all the other stuff. Yeah, and
2: apparently Mike Judge did some of it. Was Judge involved in it? Huh. Which was baffling because yeah. he's funny. And two two of
0: the guys from Silicon Valley wrote it, right? Yeah, just, Krinsky and whatever.
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I just remember that. And and, and they life? were on King of the Hill. Like these are, you know, Mike Judge cohorts. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I. Upgrade's good. What? what?
5: Upgrade. Upgrade. Diff- different movie. Different movie.
0: I don't know what that, that is. The
5: one where uh, Stem-, STEM wants to take over your body to punch people. Yeah. You see the trailers in front of any movie, that like Deadpool or whatever? What's happening?
0: I haven't seen Deadpool yet.
5: You haven't seen oh, Deadpool?
3: God. You
1: should go see Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I know. Deadpool. I want to see it. What's happening? I have never heard of this movie. I don't know what you're talking Me about. It feels like you're gaslighting both Matt and I. Like yeah. you guys are both not only have you seen this movie, you've seen the trailer? I I
5: haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the trailer. In the trailer, one of the like feature things is that somebody has a gun in their arm and the and the and the uh, barrel sort of comes out of their wrist. This does not sound familiar to you
2: at all. It's Bloomhouse's first sci-fi. Movie. Oh, is this Bloomhouse?
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I did see this, and you know what? I kind of—I think I just kind of zoned out. It wasn't—it's—I it, sense it wasn't for me.
5: It's very violent. Mm-hmm. It is very violent, and it's kind of. Hey, black speaking mirror. of
1: violence, if I could completely go off-topic here, mm-hmm. uh, but it is movie-related. Matt Belknap and I are on an airplane yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the guy across the aisle from us was watching that uh, 15, Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, 1517 to Paris or whatever. It was at, uh, oh, the one with the real one with the real people yeah. At the acting. A- yeah. And even across the aisle, Matt and I commented that you could tell how
0: bad they are as actors. This guy Aww. was two rows ahead of us on the other side of the aisle. And yeah. you're like, look how bad this actor is. So you're looking at like
5: a a, a one and a half inch screen. Yeah. We're
1: looking at a distant screen, and Matt even said, This guy's so bad he can't even fake sleeping. <laughs> like it's he it was bad. But then yeah. he's when basically
0: they, all he had to do in the Scene was put his headphones on and close his eyes on a train seat and, even and he, that was he like, was like nope, that was not believable not buying <laughs> it
1: he uh so then uh, they when they finally and I'm not giving anything away it's a true story when they finally tackled the, the terrorist on the train um It was the most graphic, violent thing I've ever... Jimmy was shielding his eyes. He was so disturbed by it. Was I not?
0: Because it was gruesome looking. It was so crazy. It
1: was... And then it it
0: just wouldn't end. It was like... Yeah, it went on and on for so long. It
1: was crazy. And you
0: you, saw like an open gunshot wound. It was so fucking weird.
5: Now, I realize that this question may not be answerable because you didn't actually see it. You were watching it from far away. But did it look to you like... They were showing it the way the guys would tell the story about it, or did it look
0: real? I, first of all, even when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, this seems like such psychologically such a bad idea to have these people reenact. A disturbing, traumatic event that they lived through. Like, right. why are you doing this to them? I
1: don't. Like, look, On the
0: other hand, maybe it's
1: maybe it's therapeutic. They're also doing it. They right. could have said, "Yeah, no, I know." They hey, chose. That seems to do like it. a really odd thing to do. Yeah, Mr. East would go back and talk to a chair. But if you say, "Like, <laughs> we're gonna give <laughs> you, chair. we'll pay
0: you five hundred thousand dollars to be in this movie where you reenact the thing you're in," it, and I think a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, of course." And again, it, I don't. I'm not a psychologist. Maybe it's actually psychologically good for you to, to reenact it. And
5: they're military people, so so the not great. all of them. There's no? there's like
0: just some lady sitting in a seat who she, I, I, th- I again such a bad actress she must have been a real person
1: Oh, the one that had that, that hid underneath the seat at one point that she well, thought that, the it, middle-aged lady she thought being protected by the uh, the uh, the food tray,
3: the being tray down yeah. was gonna help her yeah.
1: uh-huh. uh, I mean who knows what you, you
0: don't you can't knock that you're you're, you're you scared of your, your goddamn mind I'm you, knocking to, it I'm not I'm allowed to knock anything <laughs> in this movie if I want to I'd be putting a, a comedian plastic bag over my head to try to get
1: away <laughs> from that don't you that, thought that, of you doing it <laughs> the next half hour
0: you know what if if it gave me some restful sleep uh, the first time in three days, that'd be great. It, uh,
1: it's, it was a whirlwind tour of yeah. uh, Brooklyn, New York. We, yeah. we do thank right. the fine people for coming out. We had a terrific show. Craig Bierko was our guest. Yeah, uh, Funny as he always is. Uh, Craig has not been to L.A. in a while, so we uh, we said, you know, we'll bring the show to you, Mr. Bierko, and uh, he was wonderful. And, uh, and Christine Sestaro was in the uh, Garren Cockrell seat, and of course, uh, we, I'm not going to give away uh, much because we're going to release that episode uh, very soon, but... Um, Uh, Some shenanigans uh, that involved (laughs) Gary Cockrell on the program. Mm And uh, Sneaky devil. <laughs> but a nice time. We had a very nice time in Brooklyn and uh, the, a great meet and greet. Got to meet the fans. And, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that awesome was photos. wonderful. And then. Uh, and, and Mike, uh, like 70% of my entire family was also there. Yeah. Uh, and then I thank them for coming out. That was nice. Uh, very nice. I had an opportunity to talk to all of them. But Doug, I don't know why Doug was avoiding me. <laughs> uh, but I know that. Uh, Maybe
0: Doug was the only one who sensed that this meet and greet is going on for so long. Maybe let's let these guys. It
1: was going on the amount of time that we give our fans. Yeah. And, no, it was wonderful. Uh, I mean, it was a
0: sold out house and every single person seemingly wanted to say hello afterwards, which was very nice of them. But uh, that's a situation where Doug has talked to you before. He's certainly talked to me before. We have mm-hmm. plenty of opportunities to speak. He might have felt like, let's let these guys
1: uh, do their thing. Well, I appreciate Doug for doing that. The rest of your family, however, made up for that time <laughs> <they> by <did. laughs> uh, making us take 47 uh, group photos. Yeah. I I said to them.
0: Whoever has the newest phone, just take all the pictures on that one, and let's move on. But instead, it was
1: like uh, everyone was, you know, here yeah, right? now, now. Do this one do this. And by the way, I stand by. I had no business in those photos. Of course, you do. They it were, was the show. They were, but they were, they were family photos. They right. had and then I was it's like, it's a family photo with Jimmy Parto. But <laughs> I was forced. I don't know who it was. One of you, maybe a stepsister. Yeah, is that uh, is that a thing? There was a, yeah, Sarah. I, was there, uh, I had somebody's butt pushed into me. Oh. That was. First of all, I will in this Me Too movement. I don't care that it happens. Right. I I feel bad. You're like, suddenly
0: self conscious. Uh, you're self conscious. You, yeah, that's this thing that every meet and greet now. Uh, it, you, we have to. It goes through your head. Like, do I put? Can I put my arm around this person? Is it, like I. I always feel like if I'm putting an arm on a shoulder, that's I feel like that's no one's gonna object to that unless they. If their body language is saying "don't touch me," then no. I get yeah, it. But most people you. who have that issue wouldn't
1: go to a meet; they wouldn't stand there for a I, meet and greet. I, I start with the shoulder. If I think they're comfortable there, I put my hand down their pants. What, male and female? Okay.
5: Well, that's kind of a leap, but
1: <laughs> I don't think it's a leap at all. It's a meet and greet. Uh, a meet and, meeting and, leap. and greeting. It's a meet and leap.
5: I don't, I don't want to derail what you're, what you're talking about, but I went to an event uh, on Sunday where we were watching uh, Sean Combs do a speech. And uh, John Puffy comes? Yes, correct. What? He's actually really brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um, He's a a very sharp businessman. And John Goodman's a really good actor.
5: Got
0: it. (laughs) Go on. Uh,
5: Sean Combs never says filler words. No ums, no uhs. I thought, found that very interesting. Um, amongst the other things that were inspirational and cool. But
0: that is ironic given that that's almost all he did on every Notorious B.I.G. song <laughs> to the annoyment of everyone. <laughs> that's his entire role on those uh, albums. He just goes, uh-huh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Well, Shut the fuck up, turn your microphone off and let the good rapper sing. Get out of the system. Yeah. I do
2: yeah. enjoy also that immediately after saying that Sean Combs does not use um or whatever, Elliot uses um. <laughs> Oh, well, at least four times
1: well he's not a, he's a he never claimed to be brilliant yeah so he didn't maybe, are you I, trying i, I retract that statement he's told us that many times not, everything not about him is um uh. yeah
5: uh, are
0: you are you are you now going to try to adopt that
5: uh maybe nope
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, but what, what's your point of so bringing this up the reason
5: up? why i brought it up was because so they're seating us and it's very full because it's you know it's a popular guy this and
1: wait wait he was live yeah why did I think it was like a video event? I, no, no, no. I went true. to a thing. Where so was it?
5: This was, it was at the Warner Brothers lot. Okay, it's called a... at and Shape. I don't know. I never heard huh. of it before. But anyway, so the seats are like zip tied together and they're small seats. Oh, yeah. I don't like when they do that. And they and they kind of even overlapped a little bit. Yeah. So I have a, a, a young lady that they're like, the, I have to sit next to. And if I sit in the middle of my seat, my elbow is in her breast.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And so I'm... I'm like I'm thinking. Do do you guys not know what's going on right now? Give us an inch. Put an mm. inch between the seats, please.
0: Were you on the aisle on the other side? No. Or you had someone on the other side of you too. Yeah,
5: there was a dude on the other side. Jeez. So I'm I'm like crossing my legs awkwardly. Yeah.
0: But everybody was. Were you're not you alone. Like, I'm not alone. Were you sitting like this, like you're I, ready I, to? I was kind of dive I, into <laughs> Se- SEAL Team Six's next mission. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I, I had my hand or Wakanda. Well, yeah, Wakanda but, um, forever. And actually, uh, uh, Combs did do the Wakanda thing at one point because because one way? of one of the things he brought up was like how that was like a, a bellwether of the kind of stuff that he's been trying to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't want to derail too much, but I thought it was related to you. You're, you're not
1: wrong. We are living in odd times, but uh, but I, I go I go the other way, and I just am a comedian, and I just put my hand on their pants and I fiddle around a
0: little
1: bit. Uh, <laughs> what yeah that's what i do because that's what uh, comedy is yeah, that's that the, is comedy yeah that's comedy. It's funny
0: if, if you don't think that's funny uh, then uh, you don't belong at our show yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> too, it's too loud you're too old get out uh no, then, and if you want to get mellow you can get the fuck out you mellow you get the round the fuck out of here. all right uh then we head over to minneapolis minnesota where we had a great show at the acme comedy company great fans awesome. there another great meet and greet there great mm-hmm. to see everybody we thank everybody for coming out we thank matt fugate for being our garen for a day there yeah no shenanigans with garen involved there uh
0: and uh, Although now that I think about it, I don't know why we, we could have coordinated that, but we won't, we won't reveal what happened in Brooklyn, but um, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had. Jesus Christ. Taking the lead on that. We we also could have helped out. Uh, yes, in a very obvious, <laughs> in a very obvious way. Obvious. <laughs> like, oh, you say that I want out? to just throw that in that <laughs> bag. Put that there? Yeah. Nope, you going to take yeah. What an ass. <laughs> Two assholes. We're just self-involved assholes. Oh my god, are we assholes? <laughs> I left my iPad in
1: Brooklyn though. So I clearly was not like uh, You heard anymore. about me in San Francisco, right? You left your heart. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so people are leaving things everywhere. It's not uh Yeah, it's true. Uh yeah, you did. You left your
0: iPad and uh, This iPad, iPad does, does not that... want to be with me anymore. It just keeps <laughs> leaping out of my grasp. Well, you know what it, uh, you're due to get a new one. I am. It's it's like how old is it? I don't even know how old it is now. It's very old. I want them to make a new mini. That's what I want them to do. There, to, uh, well, see. there's a the WWDC is happening right now. Garen, can oh, you yeah. give us a live update of Is there been any announcements of new iPads? I don't know. They
2: have those uh, me emojis.
0: Me emojis. That's the new thing that everyone's excited about.
2: Like a
0: custom I, emoji. Yeah, it's like the an, you know the, remember an emojis that they announced last year. Right. That's an animated emoji that uses your face. It says facial recognition. You can make faces now you can customize your own animoji and it's called a mean emoji me- eyes, like,
2: like, like nintendo
0: well that's the thing it sounds like the nintendo no, it's me. Me,
2: me emoji uh group facetime with 32 of your closest friends remember we
0: were just talking about that the other day yeah. they used to like years it ago when facetime it. first came out that you could do facetime it with It was a big thing where you three could, or like, four people like
5: a 3d thing happening and at
0: then time. they took it away because we were when we were trying to do that that pre-show thing that uh, preamble to the The last uh, episode, Jimmy couldn't be here.
5: We were trying to use what we thought was a feature of of, uh, Apple stuff, and it didn't work.
0: And now they're like, hey, guys, we got it. Conference (laughs) FaceTime. Yeah, you had that 10 years ago. It's probably probably just unlocked it. Yeah. You locked it up. Jerks. Anyway, tell us if there's a new iPad. Otherwise, don't say anything. Yeah, not a word. (laughs) Not a word, Garen Cockrell. Uh... Uh. Minneapolis (laughs) was great. got
1: derailed by this fucking iPad. Uh... Oh, yeah, we... We could have. Minneapolis, we certainly could have done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But
5: it was a a good show with no shenanigans.
1: Two great shows. We had two great shows, two two great crowds. Very grateful for the crowds. Amazing. And uh, had a nice time. It was nice meeting and and certainly greeting everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got to see my old friend George Campbell, which was a joy. Uh, Got to see his lady friend Chris. And uh, my uh, buddy Paul Brownfield came out to New York. Our Mm -hmm. friend Josh Comers, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Katie Lazarus. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, Leslie Hendricks who is a cast member of Law and Order and Gotham uh, turns out she's a big fan of this show and she yeah. came out to say hello and uh, listen to the show so we say thank you for coming out, Leslie. Yeah very touching. she very was uh, she she I
0: don't watch Law and Order so I didn't recognize her, but she came up and was very heartfelt about how much the show has meant to her and then Jimmy said, aren't you on Law and Order? <laughs> And I was like, what? Yeah. She was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, and it turns
1: out, even even cooler, yes. she was in the original cast of The Music Man with Craig Bierko. Right. That, oh, wow. That, I found out, uh, pre- uh, premiered 18 years ago. Was it this week or last oh, wow. week or something? Oh, like, I didn't know that either. Yeah, they just had an 18-year anniversary of it of some sort. And yeah. Uh, so that's craziness. Yeah. And she did not know that Craig was going to be there. Craig certainly didn't know, or else he would have canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he and Hendrix do not get along, yeah. and I don't know if she's aware of that. By the way, that's a complete joke, Leslie, in case you're uh, <laughs> listening as you claim you do. Yeah. Um, I have not spoken to Craig since uh, his appearance. He uh, ran away. Remember, he did that Pratt down the stairs? He did. And then I've not heard. We him. never saw him again. Oh, never saw no. him again.
0: Well, he tweeted. Oh, we, we well, that's true. He, he contacted us via tweet.
1: but uh, That's true. He kind of gave away the, uh, his tweet gave away uh, part of his uh, interview. Part of his sect. True, but that's okay. Uh, but it was enjoyable. The tweet was yeah. uh, very funny, and uh... and while we're thinking about, also my, my cousin
0: Liza came to Minneapolis, the Minneapolis show, which was great. So I had family in both at both shows. Uh,
1: yeah, we're not sure if Liza knows why she was there or, or if she enjoyed it. Right? Do we <laughs> she, have any? She's
0: actually my first cousin's daughter, so she's like twenty one, I think. And. Um, and your cousin your cousin, my cousin enjoys the show her mom is a fan of the show she listens every week sarah and uh and where does she live matt she lives in in massachusetts uh, all right yeah so she uh the way she said it <laughs> to me was that she told her daughter, Liza, that she, that we were going to be in Minneapolis and asked if she wanted to go to the show. And Liza said, yes, my what I think happened is she said, oh, and then she bought tickets like she didn't even add, like that was the other thing. I, I would have comped her, obviously, uh, if I had known she wanted to come. But instead my cousin Sarah just bought her and her boyfriend tickets and then emailed me and and told me that. But I think what really happened was she said, you should go see Matt's Matt's show and I bought you tickets. Here are the tickets. But that said, I mean, I don't know. I I hope she enjoyed it. She said she's listened to a couple episodes. Um, It's just weird because we have some younger fans. We met some younger fans at both shows, but uh, uh, like I babysat for, Liza like mm-hmm. she she was a I was in college when she was a baby uh, and so it's weird it just it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that she would uh, enjoy what we do
1: <laughs> I, well I, yeah, listen uh, it's, it was a very funny show uh, yeah. with a lot of things that people could certainly relate to I hope so yeah um,
0: yeah. yeah I mean we don't we don't put any thought into that ahead of time we just do what we do and, and usually we're playing in front of people who know our show very well and, and love it but. but that
1: show in particular the Minneapolis was I don't think it was very inside baseball it was very yeah. uh, accessible yeah. to
0: well because we had that woman Rita in the corner that we had to worry about yeah, but, uh... <laughs> a fan brought her mom to the show and be- she became like the butt of a lot of jokes uh, but it was a, v- a really good sport about it
1: uh, yeah so we thank everybody for coming out we wish everybody a lot of luck certainly this Liza <laughs> whose boyfriend was wearing I wanna say it, I wanna say a short sleeve sweater. Really? I think he was, oh, I didn't not notice that. that. He was wearing an odd, it looked like an odd <laughs> material, by the way, he, and he's 21, so he's fit, or 22, however yeah. he is, he's in great shape, yeah. but it was a very tight short sleeve, I, I wanna say a sweater, it looked like an <laughs> odd material. So it had a big knit? Not a bit. not a... How a, did it, I miss this? It wasn't it a big knit, fantastic. it, it, like, it would've been like a merino wool, Yeah. but short sleeve. But not a vest.
5: Could've been cashmere?
0: uh it had sleeves just not yeah it had long sleeves, sleeves just not long sleeves
1: yeah but, uh, you know and but now if it had a collar there'd be no you'd go uh well it's a, it's a polo shirt right but it, it had no collar it was like an odd hmm. you know, like a
0: t-shirt but wool now i'm even more angry that we forgot I, we didn't take a picture with them which was stupid i, I meant to take a picture with my cousin and I, share it with the family i don't
1: care that you didn't take a picture except for now we did have this uh, this answer but your family certainly would like uh, yes. to have seen it. I, a I photograph. let everyone down. Well, I a very attractive young lady, her and her boyfriend, I assume boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Chris, I want to say, was his name? Mm-hmm. Am I pulling that right? Uh, very uh, handsome young man and uh, yeah. pulls off that wool T-shirt <laughs> in a way that, uh, it looked, it was like very, you know, like something you'd see a cast member of Mad Men wearing, like you yeah. know, one of those weird, Yes, like, exactly. like it's not a turtleneck, and it's not even a mock turtleneck. Why am I saying got, exactly? I don't remember, I don't remember. <laughs> but what you're describing, he's yes, has got a little, He's got amazing. a little lift of the collar, but not enough to yeah. be considered a mock turtle. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, who's the shit? We uh, had a nice trip, yeah. and that's all that matters. Uh, and then back home and free and easy and very very
0: stupidly doing a show 12 hours after we got home not stupid baby this is our job and we keep moving and we keep grooving <laughs> but uh, we could always record on a Tuesday if we need to or want to
1: well what we have to do now is uh, th- this one arrived as we were leaving the other day this right. one arrived as we were leaving the program the other it is this piece of mail the
5: mail is here the mail is here nice huh
1: muttering
4: about
1: the mail is here 69 Oops, <laughs> up, my brother. The is barabarani. Mm, <laughs> now it sucks. Uh, <laughs> hey Matt, as we were leaving the airport yesterday, uh, and I was dri- driving you to your uh, destination, uh, you uh, and I uh we used uh, we did not go to this uh, particular... Uh, we blew it. We,
3: uh,
0: we had a choice. There were uh, four... Jimmy drove me off-site because the, the lift line... How did that work out, by the way? Fantastic. Guy showed up a minute later. So there was a 20-minute wait for a, a lift uh, at LAX. And so I said, Jimmy, can I just drive me like a mile away and can let me out? And so he did that. And then I got it was a one minute wait and uh, Smart. Got, got home in ridiculously yeah that Yeah, he
1: had that to the uh, 15 minutes of walking to my car and then driving <laughs> to your location.
0: <laughs> but then but like but no, no, when you would have
1: had 10 minutes of that guy getting out of the airport. Right. Yeah, it was it was a mess in there. But
0: uh, yeah, the, there were four different booths to get out of the uh, parking lot. And Jimmy said, which one should I take? And I was like, just go in this one right here. But we took the center one. Center one was number
1: sixty-eight, which means we didn't use sixty-nine. But did two grown men look at each other and went up top <laughs> to ourselves? We yeah. did. We did it privately in my vehicle. My automobile, my Chevy Volt got to enjoy that joke, and I like to. Uh, I like to take a little credit for the fact that I, I chose wisely because oh, that line was the right in line. In and out. That guy said, "How you doing, brother?" Oh, we might have a guest. We have a guest. All right, Garen, go see if our guest is here and uh, let him know that. Uh, uh, we are uh, still on top of the show. He's welcome to just, uh, come in and join us, but we're finishing this segment up, but he can go get a cup of coffee as well. Uh, by the way, I've not read a single uh, thing of this. My guess is this is a 45 RPM record. That's what I, just the, the size of the box made me believe. That and this part. is from Chris Chris, Chris is uh, a fan of the show. Chris, oh, Chris Christie? <laughs> uh, Wochezen. <laughs> okay. Wo-Ch- Chris Wochezen. It's a cool name. Uh, Never heard such a name. Helpable Chris on Twitter, as Matt uh, seems to only know us by our Twitter handles, is what he says. Helpable Chris? Helpable Chris. Hmm. So I'm uh, greetings that, to you all i've been a listener since season eight and i've attended tobolowski now is coming in he's wearing a hat he does not want to be disturbed by paparazzi oh he's got a what do you get a Slurpee? Slurpee? what are you a nine-year-old boy <laughs> you can talk steven you don't have to do mime
0: there's a microphone there's right a, next a to sound you. system uh, apparatus next and just to you flip, flip to the switch
6: up. on yeah. it if you would i'm uh, well, okay. I'm beginning to lose it. <laughs> right. I just had uh, a birthday, and now I realize I'm forgetting everything. So I want to start in the ninth when I was nine years old. Start with the slurpees and, and work it and work it through. It, figure work, out where you are work today. My <laughs> way up. Hopefully, hopefully. Was it a big birthday? Are you comfortable saying what what age it was? I think I was 67. No, you're not. But wow. but this is part of the problem of being 67 is and that you forget you're 67. <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping to work up by the end of the podcast. Yeah. Hoping to. End up with my first kiss with Claire Richards. (laughs) Oh, you think Claire?
1: You know what? You're not going to believe it. Behind that door, (laughs) Claire (laughs) Richards. We did it. This is uh, this is your life. Uh, Oh oh, man! So all right, hang on. I got to read a piece of mail here, Stephen. You're early, and and, and I don't know why you refuse to read the email where it says don't come early. (laughs) I walked. Where'd you walk from? You live in the area? No,
6: I walked over the hill. Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) I, I live in the area, and and so I got here early. And if you get here even. Minutes early All you could do Is stand in the street Like the other people In this neighborhood Is yeah. stand in the street I didn't want to do that You don't
1: want to Get the head out. I'm you know, here Again you don't want The paparazzi bothering <laughs> don't want a Steven man Tobolowsky I'm here Alright Steve is here he went over to Seven
6: Eleven? 11 He got himself What flavor slurpee did you get? Cola man The only kind there is Oh my uh, son will disagree with you Hey hey Well your son <laughs> Doesn't have his head Screwed on straight <laughs> Cola Hang Cola. on Cola is the Hang <laughs> hey oh, on Oh this is now, now you're in trouble
1: Oliver Come here <laughs>
6: oh yeah, no please. here here it comes now it's on here it comes. now it's, it's, not, it's, on. it's not claire richards no, oliver what is the hey get up by the mic use the sound system. <laughs> yeah use the sound system buddy okay <laughs> so what's your favorite kind of slurpy and make it good
4: um cherry
6: oh man i don't even want to go there <laughs> uh i can't even tell you the stories about cherry Cherry is a really stained memory in my mind. See, we used to have orange popsicles. They were like the best, and you could get six of them in a box. And then they started doing mixed flavor popsicles. And so you only had two orange and two cherry, and everybody hated cherry. And then they had two grapes, and then you could only find cherry popsicles. And what I say, and I say this to you at your young age, the secret to life is learning to love cherry. (laughs) So I take back everything I said. You're a very, you're a very wise man. You've done it. Forget about me and my Coke. You're right. Nice you're work. right.
1: Oliver. He's drinking a Coke Slurpee. Your thoughts? Well, I've never had that. Right, but you've never had it because you, you wouldn't care for it.
6: I hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What kind of what are you? Yeah. What kind of grand jury is this? You're you're leading the witness. i was also
1: going to say, on the other hand, maybe we're not allowing him enough soda.
0: So. Yeah, I I I don't. My kids don't drink cola because I think that's a probably not a good thing for children to be consuming on a regular basis. And and what do your children consume that is good? Well, White cherry, probably every other bad yeah, thing. Probably every yeah. other
6: bad thing. Yeah, uh, but
0: <laughs> just not coke.
1: All right, Oliver, uh, you uh, you recognize Mr. Tobolowski? What tell this gentleman what show you recognize him from and how uh, you enjoy his work. Uh,
4: the Goldbergs, I, it's really funny. Your character is
6: really great. Well, thank you. I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me about my performance on the Goldbergs. <laughs> I really appreciate it. No, we have so much fun on that show, though. Hey, you know, if I'm on the show again this next year, open invitation. Uh, they're very generous on the Goldbergs for visitors on oh, the set. No. And when wow. I'm there, uh, maybe daddy will let you skip school. Smoke a cigarette or two and come on over <laughs> with me, and we'll, go we'll sit. We'll, and those and we'll meet. We'll meet everybody there on the set, and uh, and yeah. you could say hello. How's
1: that sound? Yeah, that sounds really cool. Awesome. Yeah, All right. Scoot, pick
6: rocks. <laughs> Close the door Oliver
1: Pardo, everybody. Oliver Pardo makes a rare appearance. Oliver's a little under the weather today. Oh, okay. So uh, he did not go to school. So you brought him in here so to I be him with him us, here, get yeah, him with you, yeah, yeah, in a closed room <laughs> with no not, windows. <laughs> he's not sick. I'm not, not going to go into it. He's not sick. He just wasn't uh, up to focusing. Wasn't feeling it. That's it. Yeah. But he. Had, but also, like, That's if awesome. listen, if we didn't have a schedule, if Mr. Tobolowski wasn't walking all the way over here from West Hollywood, got here early, <laughs> I, I probably would have said, guys, Oliver, I, I need to stay home. Right, but. You know the fact that uh, uh, Tobolowski and I have to connect through nine different people.
6: What are you doing? <laughs> He's doing There take. is a camera here. Yes. yes, I was going to. I was going to say something derogatory. The fact that I dressed for radio, as it said in the email, well, mm-hmm. you read but, that But part. there are no cameras. But I see their cameras I, everywhere. I, am
1: I said we're a, everywhere. Vi- we're a video podcast. That said, we dress for radio. Yeah.
6: and it's everywhere. The cameras everywhere. Even yeah. though I'm like. The little square on CNN. Mm-hmm. I'm like the I'm like the animal rights activist on CNN <laughs> in the corner.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, Stephen, shut it shut it down. And then let me read this mail, and then we'll bring you over to the big table. Stephen Topolowski is here. You recognize him, of course, from the Goldbergs. And uh, I'm going to say it. I don't think you can name a television show or, or a movie is different. Right. You can't name a television show in the past twenty years that this gentleman has not been on right. in one way or another. I agree, and some of the best shows. Also, and then we're gonna play a little game. You guys know the answer, but I'm not gonna allow I'm not gonna let you guys play. Okay. Uh Steven and I were not only on the same uh the, the show that I got my SAG card, mm-hmm. the same uh the same T V show, the same episode. What? We both guest starred. I was not a guest star, I did one line. I know the answer. You know I, the I, answer? I don't know these guys. I don't think they know. It. He knows. He I, knows. Just shut up. No clothes for Tobo. Who's
0: this game for? Are we going to bring it's other for, people it's, in? It's for Tobo. Oh, oh, he doesn't know. He okay. doesn't know. Oh, got it. He doesn't know my career. Why would he? He doesn't know his own. I thought maybe you discussed it over. Don't eating. look it up, you a-hole. Don't you dare <laughs> look it up.
1: Are you comfortable with me calling you Tobo? Is that something they call you? <laughs> <laughs>
6: I loved it out of my mouth. No, it's, Tobo is what they always, I hey, wait a minute, we're doing the time travel thing. That's what they used to call me in uh, starting in fourth grade. So now we've moved up to fourth grade, <laughs> nice. okay? Nice. And they call me Tobo. All right. And I'll tell you why later. All okay. right. And that's the. I think, we, I think we get. Stephen. I think we figured out why. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of your biography. It's short well. for Topolowski. We, we, we don't need a big, long <laughs> no, song no, dance there's, on why. No, there's a, there's a more interesting story. I don't believe it.
3: <laughs> you were you <laughs> refused to let that. him tell the story. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Shut it down. We don't want interesting stories on this show. <laughs> uh, all right. Jimmy, Matt, Guerin, and Elliot. Greetings to you all. I've been a listener since season eight and have attended a handful of shows here in Los Angeles. I am really not sure what the response to this will be, but as I was listening to episode 2211 with John Ross Bowie, the news of him being in a band took me off guard, Oh, because I had never heard about that before. Uh-oh. I immediately went to Discogs to see if there were any recordings, and lo and behold, I found this gem, wow. Egghead's Own, Knock Off That Evil complete with a young a uh, very young john ross bowie uh Stephen, you know john ross bowie is the uh, star of speechless he plays the father on speechless speechless you watch that program is that a program you watch no i don't watch
6: tv you don't care for it no i'm on tv when you're <laughs> on tv you don't watch tv because you're usually shooting tv when tv is on
1: walk me through what a working actor does you heard i did one line on a show with you uh this episode with you 20 something years ago uh, there's a clue <laughs> there is right. a clue right. he's don't, letting it slip don't condescend to us about how it is to work on television <laughs> uh all right here we go complete with a very young john Russell by pictured and signed can i hold it up no oh, let me do something you're reading you do nothing you're doing enough today Although for reasons uh, unknown, he only is listed as John Bowie, Four Strings and the Truth. Some very funny notes, like the list of, uh, oh, my son's like, oh, fuck you, to every car rental agency in New York City and Rod Stewart. Also, John's uh, email address at the time listed for bookings in the New York City area. Although you may not, you may say, not my bag, I was surprised with the songs being as decent as they were. I'm going to bring this home. Why don't you hold that up, man? Was, was something for <laughs> Christ's <the price of.
0: laughs> How'd you like that faint praise? Surprisingly uh, decent," says
1: this guy. Well, I think we would all would agree that uh, some, you know, uh, is that uh, reflecting too much? Do it you? yourself forty-five in the late nineties would probably blow. Hmm. Uh, if this is something none of you want personally, uh, possibly could I suggest adding it to Never Not Funny Archives, or possibly if you think uh, it would sell, have John sign it again for a parkestathon item. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. Not sure if any of you have seen or heard this before, but felt the end of a, a Never Not Funny universe, as I should. Uh, John is always a fan favorite, a favorite of mine. And when he's on, I'll glad on. to take part in the never-ending male segment here. Your fan, Chris Wochezin. All right. Thank you, Chris. It's awesome. Cool. Very nice.
0: I All do right. I do kind of want it, but I also think it's a good idea for an auction. I think it's better for
6: an auction. I'm going to bring it home. I listen to it, though. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to listen to that, Stephen. No, you gotta listen to that. Now, what is that? Is that a a record? Yeah, it's a record. Forty-five. A forty-five. Forty-five RPM. It's
5: really ambitious at that time to to get a record to pressed.
1: press a forty-five in the
5: wait, 90, wait, wait, it? wait. Pull pull that
6: record out just a little bit again.
1: You uh, you like to see the vinyl?
6: Yeah. So it just has the one little hole. Yeah, it does. It has got, got have the, the big hole. It's
1: got the hole of the of, mm-hmm. of a thirty-three. Right. Oh, and you played a thirty-three, Stephen. Oh, you played at 33, so they yeah. still call it a 45. Yeah, oh, it was, I'm confused. So, so it's, it's, a, a long it's a seven played, inch. It's a, it's it's a yeah, yeah, and it's got uh, two songs on each side. Of course, all songs are written by Egghead. Of course. Um, <laughs> you got uh, 1995 is copyright on this. 33 and a third, in case somebody's curious. When I keep saying 33, I don't want anybody to go, you got not play it at full speed.
5: So just to do the math in my head, if it's a 45, you can't fit as much on it because it's moving faster. That's correct. So it'd be just a single.
1: Yeah, very good. smart. This is Reno John and Falloon. Uh, they are the members of, of course, of uh, our friends over there uh, at Aget. And I guess that was. Wait, this isn't signed. What is he talking about? No, he's saying we could get it signed. No,
5: it says in the. No, it says, says oh, in here really? that he
1: signed it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, it says uh, pictured and signed. Do you? D- there's no evidence of that. Do you see any signature on that? Maybe it's on the sleeve. Hold on. All right, Stephen Topolowski is here. I feel bad that we're that I and making him wait, but it, it's his own fault for coming early. Is that something we could all agree on? <laughs>
6: no, I read the email. I read how it specifically said, "Don't come early. Don't throw right. that at me. Yep. <laughs> I have people." Will people. Be, wait. You will be. Are you mobbed up? You, 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 you will be in big trouble, man. what are you? Oh, there
0: it is. Okay, this, so is this a, little there's sleeve. some sort of a sleeve. Yeah, inside. Uh, uh, all right, well, that's a different liner sign. note oh. is signed. All right,
1: that's going to gary This goes in
0: recycling. That's a and inside. then the it's the three of the guys in the band. And then yeah, picture of Manny Motor or Hideo, or uh, what was that guy's name? The pitcher from the Dodgers in the 90s? <laughs> Hideo,
1: Hideo,
6: Hideo,
0: Nomo. Hideo Nomo. Hideo Nomo. Yeah. And it just says Hideo's
1: signature. <laughs> this is what they wrote. It's yeah, a head. punk band. Those guys are full of fun. Mm. Uh,
6: are you a baseball guy? I love baseball. What's your favorite team, Steve? Well, right now, I do love the Dodgers. You're I'm crazy about the Dodgers. What? Last year was an amazing, amazing year because you had all these. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I realized I'm on <laughs> camera. You have all of these. You have all of these players that their contracts, their minor league contracts, were coming up, and the Dodgers end up having you use them or lose them, and it ended up being these phenomenal players yeah. each one a star yeah and the dodgers had this unbelievable season last year and this year they started off very rough with a lot of injuries uh but now they're coming back and i mean these last games against colorado get you know 11 to 4 or what 12 to 8 i mean what kind of scores are that <laughs> those are high scores <laughs> high, high scores days, yeah uh, nick muncie right is that the guy is that his first name nick he's on first base now right
1: yeah yeah muncie, mm-hmm. uh, he was playing third when turner was out and then uh and he's great he's already hes like he's only had like uh maybe 120 at bats but he's already hit 11 home runs like he, wow. and again it's one of the what steven's talking about one of these young guys that just came up to fill a hole for a minute it's like yeah. well now we can't send him down
6: he's producing better than
3: mm-hmm.
6: no yeah it, it's terrific but yeah but, that brings me up to a story about me yeah that you brought up and that is tobo and that is because when i was in fourth grade the dallas The Dallas baseball team, which was, I think, back then, not the Steers, but the Dallas-Fort Worth Rangers, and I think they were vacillating between double and triple-A, had an infielder named Ray Jablonski, who was their cleanup hitter, and they called him Jabbo. So when I played first base, I was a great hitter when I was 10 years old, Mm -hmm. believe me. And (laughs) so they called me Tobo to be like Jabbo, and this name carried with me into school and then it vanished. Why would it vanish? (laughs) Um, Because other things were more important to the world at large. However, this is where the story gets interesting and I think kind of entertaining. I did a show on Broadway in 2002 and when you do a show on Broadway, everyone in the world that knows you comes to see that show and they come backstage and saying, hey, do you remember me? and one of the guys who played baseball with me in elementary school came backstage to see me after the show and he goes tobo it's great to see you. it's me fred Alsop. you know we played base." i go i remember you fred I, he looked exactly the same he's still like three feet tall you
3: know? but
6: but anyway julie Haggerty, who played my girlfriend on the show heard this and she said they call you Tobo? So she called my agent and manager said, from now on we have to call Steven Tobo, and the name came back because of baseball. Love it. Awesome. Love it, look at how it tied in. Love it. Look at that,
1: awesome. we thought that was gonna be a sneaky story in the second part of the show. Yeah. No way, this is a professional, he knows how to weave it in. Baseball, he's got the Tobo story. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. That's great. Walked over. He's not winded at all. It's a hot day out there. And he's got flannel, he got I, flannel I got, on. I got my drink. <laughs> <laughs> you nine-year-old child. Uh, I have a question for you, then we're going to take a break. Okay. Steven, why was Fred Alsip, is that his name? Yep. Why was he allowed? You haven't seen him since grade school. Why was he allowed backstage on Broadway? And yet, if I have a friend on Broadway, I got to I put through the ringer to get uh, tickets to get or to be allowed back there.
6: Well, I think you just answered yeah, fuck your own you. question. I understood. <laughs> I, understood. I, understood. I knew that was coming. It was. You saw it. I saw it in your yeah, eyes like, as you were doing Damn you just, it. You just opened the door. No, what what happens is they come backstage. You know, they come and they talk to the guard back there, and they say, and of course, for me, I say, please just let the people. But the, but all sorts of people came backstage. Uh, I remember I was doing summer stock in Forsberg Summer Theater, and a uh, Jack, who shall remain nameless, uh, said that he was leaving our company to be on Broadway in Pippin and to come backstage and see him. Uh, so my girlfriend at the time, we went to New York after the summer stock season ended to see Pippin. Jack was nowhere to be seen <laughs> in the play. He didn't play a mushroom. He didn't play a turnip. He didn't play a goat or whatever. <laughs> I go backstage. I talk to the guard back there and say, oh, this is – Stephen Tobolowsky. I'm here to see Jack. Jack comes around. They, he waves me in. He's wearing a black rubber apron and black gloves. And I go, Jack, you weren't in the show. He goes, I never said I was in the show. I said I worked on Pippin. I go, what do you do, Jack? He says, I give enemas to the live animals that appear in the musical so they don't have an accident in front of the audience and horrified the uh, horrified the crowd. I go. That is your job? And then he uttered the famous line, At least I'm in show business. (laughs) (laughs) He's got magic to do. We'll be back
1: with Stephen tovoloski right after this. When it comes to dinner, let Blue Apron take care of the planning and the shopping. Agreed. You love them. I do. Elliot loves them. There's no doubt in my mind that if I cooked at all. Yes. If I allowed my wife to cook.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, maybe this, maybe this will change your mind, uh, Jimmy. I, cause I saw this uh, just an email today. I think Uh, right now, and maybe it mentions this in the copy too. Right now, uh, they're doing something with Chrissy Teigen, who is uh, uh, famous for, for cooking at home, and she loves to cook. And uh, so you can make uh, some Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen meals at, at your home. Be uh,
1: Eat like John Legend. Eat like a legend. How about
0: that? How's, oh, there how's you that? you go. Boy, oh
1: boy, how is that not in here? But I can tell you they are teaming up with best-selling cookbook author Chrissy Teigen. Yep. Uh, who you should also follow on Twitter. She's a very fun She's follow on Twitter. Great on Twitter. Really uh, funny. But Blue Apron lets you uh, see what food can do. Uh, and Christy Teigen brings you some of her favorite recipes. This piece of paper I have is too far away for my reading glasses. Well, uh, it totally is not doing uh, like it's 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 the right distance for no reading glasses. Huh? Uh, but now i got to bring it closer. Now listen, get ready for six weeks of wild fun. Mm-hmm. Flavorful cooking featuring dishes like, get ready for this, Matt. Yeah, I'm ready. Ellie, you're listening too because you're a Blue Apron person. Yep. Garlic and soy glazed shrimp mm. with charred broccoli and hot green pepper sauce. I'm in. Nice. 100% in. Sesame chicken noodles with bok choy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're going with a uh, an Asian flair Hands over the next 80, six weeks. Yes. Yeah. I forget her uh, her her heritage. Yeah, what's her origin? What's uh, Maybe, Christy Teigen? Um, is hot a nationality? <laughs> <laughs> she,
3: is she what do you getting, think of that morning
1: zoo joke? Yeah, it's weird. She was born in Utah. Oh yeah, she's a uh, Utah zone. Christy oh. Teigen. Yeah, yeah you I know what br- they have there? Some good Utah salt. <laughs>
0: To quote the intro to this show. You know what? Never a dull moment. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the great I was, Paul Reiser said.
5: Perhaps one of my proudest moments. When was, Paul
0: Reiser
1: crapped get, on you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of crap, you're not going to get that blue apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, be, being born in Utah doesn't help at all because uh, I'm, I'm, I I'm was born in Chicago, but I'm still half Italian. Right. All right, well, so... It, what do you mean help? The, the, <laughs> it's that's question. a weird way to phrase it. Well, I mean, it doesn't help because you say she's Vietnamese, and yeah, his yeah. answer was no, she was born in Utah. Yeah, yeah no. So she could still be Oh, Vietnamese. yeah, he's not helping. That's absolutely Well, here's, here's
5: the thing. It's the question that, from what I understand, no person of any ethnicity from the, that their ancestors are from somewhere else wants to hear. So that's I have that in that's, my head.
0: That's true, but in this so here's case... The, here's the actual sh- answer. Yes.
5: Her father was Norwegian. Okay, mm-hmm. and her mother is from Thailand or was oh,
0: Thai. Thailand. Oh, okay. Thailand. Okay, Taiwanese. Right. Because uh, I remember when I was reading the Blue Apron site, they they talk about that. There's actually a picture of her with her mother on the website. Her mother is uh, from it, Thailand, and so or it, I, I should say dishes... from
5: Thailand. She's her mother is Thai as well. Right. right. Yeah. Whatever. I yeah. I
1: don't know if she's actually from. No, there, we but... know where they're from. They're from Utah. Utah. <laughs> but where it... you can get what, Matt? Salt. Well, you want you're not going to need a lot of salt uh, for your recipes here with Blue Apron. Right. Right there. You cook. put
5: as much salt as you like.
1: That is, that your discretion. It's true. Oh, I see. Uh, are you a salt guy? You put a lot of salt on your ribs. Uh,
0: you know what? I think uh, the axiom is true that as you age, your taste buds kind of get a little bit. Um, they kind of wear down. So, so you're so putting more salt. I on need a little more salt yeah, now. I used to never put salt on anything.
1: Yeah, me neither. Now I I put it on as if uh, uh, God, my t- life's depending I want on it. taste. Something, man. So Peppers. Pepper well?
5: Have you de- have you developed? Uh, your uh, mother-in-law's technique? No, I'm not. To, I'm <laughs> not the to,
0: not to Judy uh, Levitt. Uh, what I do is I, I just put a salt lick on the table. That makes more sense. Take a yeah. bite and then you lick it. That yeah, boy. <laughs> uh,
1: my popping corn. I gotta put a lot of salt on my popping corn. Mm. Boy, do I like
5: popcorn. Salt's good for you.
1: I got a delicious popcorn uh, on our trip. <laughs> Salt's good for you? No. There's no. That's, there's I think that's literally like, zero evidence of that. Completely incorrect. <laughs> I think you salt. need a little bit, though, right? Don't you
0: need to, Maybe. a little bit of sodium? Well, you yeah? do. It you lose it as you perspirate. Right. But. You know what they say about salt? Use it or lose it. Yeah, it's true.
1: Check out this week's menu. You're going to get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash never. You get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash never. That is BlueApron.com slash never to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron.
0: A better way to cook
1: your dinner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2216. Now, what happened prior to me coming back on the air is I chose to put my reading glasses on instead of my headset. earbuds. uh, And then everybody in the room, with the exception of Stephen, all seemed to laugh and make fun of me. Stephen, as a gentleman, did not uh, want to jump on the... uh, but well, he's having trouble remembering things, so I think he's in no, no position to make fun of you. But that. I thought it made you look kind of dignified. You like me in the reading glasses? I do. I call these my Balabans <laughs> uh, because they look like, uh, Matt said, uh, are we not
6: going to talk about how your glasses look like Bob Balaban? And they, th- I, th- I think it does, except uh, you know you're a younger and more uh, masculine Thank than Bob you. Balaban. <laughs> Thank you. That might be someone you've worked with. Have you worked with Bob Bell? I don't think I have. Wait, I, come on. It's almost impossible
1: to believe. You, you're you both in everything. So.
0: We,
6: we, we may have crossed paths. <laughs> yes. you,
1: uh, of course, everybody, I think, most know you from Groundhog Day, right? Wouldn't you say that that is the go-to for a Stephen Tobolowsky role? Bing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right. yes, yes. Uh, in
6: fact, every day, every day, someone comes up to me and goes, Watch out for that first step. It's a do- has anyone ever said that to you? <laughs> and I said like, yep, just about ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh,
1: my last name is Pardo, and uh, I always get uh, you know, are you learning to die? Don Pardo I, did you ever hear that? I, yes. Every fucking day. Uh my son will never deal with that, of course, because uh Don's long dead. Yeah, no. And uh I'm not famous. <laughs> so uh, we check in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there on the Pop Culture his info desk. That is sponsored by DogPow.com. Now, Garen, we've already spoken to you uh, about your weekend. You went to the Action Point. I did. Uh, you went to see this Upstart. What was the name of the other thing? Uh,
2: upgrade.
1: Upgrade. You loved that. I enjoyed that, yeah. Okay, just enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Anything else happened over the weekend that uh, maybe Mr. Tobolowski would be excited to hear about?
2: Uh, No, never, I got... Almost confirmation that I'm done with my script for my master's. Okay. Just waiting for one he's more going
1: episode. for his master's degree in uh, screenwriting.
6: Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. Then <laughs> now, this is how a series of bad choices can lead yeah. to a career like this. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> guy knows you 14 minutes and he's nailed it. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah i'll be uh, teaching soon
1: did you uh go on <laughs> a, a, any dates any, uh, i know you there was talk of you
2: and william spending some time together again uh no my i have a friend who just came in from out of town um so she's gonna be staying over with me for a week so all right that might put some kind of kibosh on any kind of you don't know that maybe she's into it maybe she likes the idea of uh, uh all right you're you're
1: not mine i don't know what people are into well, you know what Garen's into men, Wait, maybe, but maybe she's into watching it. Maybe she'd oh. like to watch two wow. men go at it. Really?
6: man. you know, those, that, that, you know, sex is meant to be done in a room with a lock on the door, <laughs> an air conditioner and a TV changer near the bed. Anything other than that, you're, Solo you're just, now. it's a, it's a lower experience.
2: Here's the thing. Even if she was into that, I'm not.
6: You're not into it. You're not looking forward to it. Yeah. you watch no, other I people But you don't
2: want I'll,
6: to be watching yeah, you. I'm not. All right.
1: Here's what confuses me about any of that, though. Steve has made it very clear he doesn't watch TV except during sex. Got
0: to have that remote control. <laughs> Got to have there, it during buddy.
6: that. It. Well, that that's led to problems in the past. So I make sure that I change it to something like House Hunters. If if it's going to be one of those lucky nights, which mm. you know. You know, when you're 67, you don't have that many lucky nights. All right. But, but you, you know, you, I turn it to something like House Hunters, or even I take a chance with Chopped, even though, <laughs> wow. even though sometimes, you know, during certain activity, you know, you go like, no, 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 you're, you left off the peas. He left off an ingredient. He's got it. You know, and that, that leads to all sorts of recriminations afterwards. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that all right
0: i good. thought maybe you meant that you had it nearby so that when you're done and you're relaxing then you're it's easy to turn the tv on you can enjoy some television after the fact you're saying during you want you want background noise and maybe even some visuals to uh to accompany the act <laughs> well,
6: it's nice to know if they're gonna get that two-bedroom
2: house on mantucket <laughs> bay yeah. chop to spice things up it's pretty exciting hey hey yeah. garen is that part of that writing you were talking about <laughs> that was purely accidental oh oh all right, well, really then, yeah Oh, too? I do. Yeah. In fairness. Genius. Masters. You
0: stick around this room long enough. MFA. You... Yep. What's the name of that show? Pickers. What's the first name of that? I can... American, American, American Pickers. American Pickers.
6: Pickers you yeah. like that? Is that one you like? No, my wife likes that one. She does. And she likes forensic files. Dude. She loves forensic files. So when I fall asleep, uh, she switches the channel to forensic files. And she talks in her sleep. And, and, you know, she would be like mumbling in the middle of the night. Like, Stephen, don't kill me and put me in the trunk of the car and set the car on fire and i whisper to her annie don't worry about it because they would still find my dna <laughs> that's the one thing they always find everybody on that yeah. uh forensic faucet. It's a horrible nightmare show
3: but she <laughs> enjoys it you don't care for
6: it no w- women like murder shows yeah. for some reason and men like shows where they're Buying and, yep. and fixing up houses. That's right. It's interesting you say that because my mother, who sadly passed away uh, New Year's Eve. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, but I bring that up because whenever we would come home, uh, my wife Danielle and I would come home, and she was watching Oliver, and Oliver would be asleep. We, it was always Forensic Files. That's what she was watching. Mm. And Danielle are and like, "What is her obsession with this? With murder?" Like. Mm. It's crazy
0: what not to do, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe when you're a woman, you're, the, the chance of being murdered is probably a little
6: higher. <laughs> so
0: you sort of want to know
6: what to, what to look out for. I don't want to be out on a limb in terms of, of having the science wrong in this, but I think they did a study, and they found out when it comes to various murder shows, and you may help in terms with the MFA, you may have studied this, and, and with the murder shows, women like actual murder shows, like Forensic Files and First 48, whereas men prefer fictionalized, Shows like Law and Order SVU, Mm. Law and Order Criminal Intent, Mm. men prefer those shows. Now, that's just Mm. what I heard.
2: Sure. (laughs) 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 Yeah, <laughs> 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 like,
1: I like how you went over to Garrett for that and was like I've looked it up I
0: mean,
6: he's I'm, the damn MFA on I this. is he not there yet yeah. he's
1: not there yet, oh, okay. not there yet. Paper to write. that, sort of, uh, that, that, that sounds
0: more know, like media studies or something
6: now like, true or false Stephen Tobolowsky's been on law and order true or false oh he must have been right That's I mean true. I have been on SVU in which I played a pedophile who was innocent okay but <laughs> I still was a pedophile and I still end up dead <laughs> and uh, that and on criminal Criminal intent. I was. I was the murderer. I was. Uh, guest, Thank you very much.
5: Different character,
6: right? But a, a totally different character, yeah. and uh, and I just love those people. I love the Law and Order setup. Mm. That production group yeah. is as good as it gets. I mean, it, it. It. They're phenomenal. From the producers to the writers to. Costumers, everybody involved with the, that franchise is spectacular. Oh, love, it. You love it. And, and they, uh, they're all shot in New York, right? Or New Jersey. But, but uh, the original Law & Order, I think their headquarters were like Chelsea Piers. And uh, Law & Order SVU was out in Jersey. And then they would uh, come over to Manhattan to shoot some scenes. I see. Yeah. All right. Stephen Topolowski is here. He's taking time away from any TV set, uh, uh,
1: television set. Product, not TV set, not watching. Right, no, he the, made it clear he does not do that. The, an actual except set. during sex. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, I mean, he probably has to run out of here to get to. What are you going to go to, CBS Radford? What are you going to do? No, I got nothing today, man, except this. This right. is it. This is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and a long time ago, I don't know if you remember this. We, uh, You and I emailed each other about three years ago uh, to do this. And then you were going off to work on something. And I will take full credit that I dropped the ball and then uh, was grateful that uh, Michael Dunaway
6: reconnected us. And you are in his new movie. Yes. Uh, which is six L.A. love stories. That's right. and, and it's one of those movies that's a compilation of smaller stories, little stories. And I get to do my story with Beth Grant, who is magnificent. Do I know Beth
1: Grant? Is that a name that I should
6: recognize? She as- is in everything. OK, you know. Like, and in fact, I think in Entertainment Magazine, we were, they had our pictures, not just me and Beth, but about 20 people like us that are people who are in everything. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But no one knows who they are. Mm-hmm. So, so, Beth is the female counterpart of me.
1: Were you in that movie that uh, that guy from, or what's the name of that documentary?
6: Yeah, what do I know you from? What or do something? I know you what, No. You're too, you're too known for that. Too, no, no, yeah. I, I did get an award from Jimmy Kimmel what did Jimmy give you jimmy gave me the award for and they did this whole mock thing like the emmy awards of the guys that are in different shows but no one knows who they are right and then i win the award which was a bowling trophy and then i said i just want to say my name but the band starts playing and, and they're dragging me off stage no i just want to say my name yeah just so you hear
1: my name do you remember who you were competing against in that uh, in that bit I, I know Kurt. Fuller. <laughs> Kurt was one of them. Who's Kurt? Do I know Kurt? Look at hey, give me his face, say hey, Garen. Hold on. This is Beth Grant. Okay, show me Beth show me Grant. Any project you'd
5: might
2: recognize? You definitely
1: her from. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I
2: know and Beth, Beth Grant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. been in a million things. And and
6: Kurt and I were in. Um, w- we played brothers, uh, and and it'll come to me. But I'm 68, mm-hmm. so we have Wait to work. We have to work through the entire period of time until I did this movie with Kurt oh. Fuller. But Curtis. Uh, you tr- said you were 67 yeah. earlier. Did you so
0: have I a birthday I, since the first segment? <laughs> yeah, you, again, I know you're
6: not <laughs> shocked. Like I did. <laughs> no, it's the Coca co- Cola Icy. is going, no, I'm 67. Okay. It's born in okay. 51, right?
0: So that'd be, yeah. Is that right? When's you're, your birthday? What time of year?
6: Don't i just the, had it
0: oh, okay so yeah may, so may
6: 30th great I oh my god just c- this week yeah yeah i didn't get a card from you guys we didn't know oh, you yet
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: this is our card to you this is our gift to you for your birthday i sent an edible
0: arrangement i'm surprised <laughs> you didn't get it i don't know what happened
1: <laughs> your birthday uh did, what did you do for your birthday anything uh big you and the, your uh, lady your wife i don't uh...
6: my wife yep oh yeah oh, of course Caller. yes yeah. that's kurt of course that's Kurt. Wow. He's awfully good. He's also great, too. He's yes. very great. Then
1: he's there's the other guy who passed away recently who was uh, one of you guys who uh, <laughs> you know. He's in everything, and he was great. Mm. I did a commercial for with uh, for ESPN with him. Um, and he passed away. He was great, though. We, we all know. God, oh, well. zero help. Zero no, help. You're not gonna, zero
6: help. No. You're not zero. Hey, hey, you to say Hey, you know, I need a noun here. I know. I need something.
1: I need something. Gary, uh, look, look up. Uh, you can't even look up. Character actor passed away. Like that won't even help. Hmm. He was. He's in everything. You, you, John, John Mahoney. He he passed away. No, recently. John. Everybody knows John Mahoney. Uh, he was uh, in know from my days in Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, Your days at Steppenwolf. I, I wasn't w- at Steppenwolf. <laughs> is that another clue? No, no. I, a I was not in Steppenwolf. Although it is a clue because that's how uh, the fact that I wasn't in Steppenwolf lets you know. Why I only did one line on this TV show Well yeah Not a good actor
6: <laughs> uh, I'm a grade under five now, Steven, what'd you do for your birthday? For my birthday, uh, my wife, Ann, decided to make me uh, a cake. And she made the first cake and determined it was not aesthetically pleasing enough to pass as a birthday cake, so she started making cake number two. And while she was making angel food cake number two, I began eating cake number one with my hands. <laughs> like an animal. I just tore off pieces of it and dipped it in the frosting and ate it right next to her and said, baby, uh, you know, we'll need cake number two. And she says, No, I'm going to make cake number two and it's going to be beautiful, which it was. And then she forgot the candles uh, because <laughs> she's old too. She, she's, we pretend Yeah, well, yeah, she's. How long have you been married? Are you comfortable talking about it? Yes. Uh, we've been married almost 30 years. So that means like 29, I guess. Yeah, that'd be almost 30. That's very, that's very <laughs> close. Do you have kids? We have two big kids. They're grown kids. Now, we have uh, Robert, who lives at home. And uh, I was afraid he was just going to grow up to become a drug dealer. But what he is, he uh, is about to get his master, no, his doctorate in organic chemistry at UCLA. So, maybe he will be a drug dealer. Yeah. (laughs) And and young Lord William, uh, the younger child, second, drum roll. Do you have a drum roll sound effect? We certainly yeah. Second year, Johns Hopkins Medical School. Thank oh, you all wow. very much. You got lucky they didn't follow in your footprint. <laughs> <laughs> right? The, 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 William, the youngest, said to me, because uh, they were both good actors, and I said, William, I'm just so curious. You and Robert have become scientists and everything. He says, Dad... We just saw how miserable you've been your entire life and how horrible your life has been, and we wanted to do something different. Wow. And then my wife said, and William, he's lucky. He's successful. <laughs> right. You know, they're good kids. William is in Baltimore, of course. That's where that is. And I just got back from Baltimore last week. Oh, yeah. Where this hat came from. Where this hat, my old bay crab oh. hat came from. Have you guys been to Baltimore? I've. It's been 20 years since I've been to Baltimore. It is one of the most interesting phenomenal cities in the world it is both the most beautiful city in the world the friendliest greatest people in the world and it is mad max beyond the thunderdome yeah. <laughs> if you go five steps down the wrong street yes. you will be murdered and 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 you could be walking down a very pleasant street and you just cross a line and and you and Anne was looking at me she says, Stephen, we need to turn around. We need to turn around. And I'm looking, I go like, you're right, you're <laughs> right. Let's, let's get out of here. And, and one day, two of the places we walked had people murdered later that day no. in the places we were. Wow. And it was, it, it was amazing. And at the same time, it's hard to imagine, at the same time, the people are the most beautiful. It is the most helpful, the most friendly, gorgeous city, gorgeous, gorgeous city. So it, it's one of those things that is a tipping point, and it, which way will it go? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to fix the problems of Baltimore, but it's a great city and a dangerous city. I enjoyed it as well.
1: Uh, we uh, we stayed not far from Camden. We walked. We were able to walk like a three minute walk to Camden Yards when I was there. Uh, but same deal. Uh, Mike Schmidt and I worked mm-hmm. there, uh, walking to the comedy club. If we would have taken the wrong like. And they even said, "Do not turn right there; turn left." And was like, "But well, what happens right?" And you look down, like Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Like, it's, but turn left—beautiful, mm-hmm. I mean, exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt the need to say the same <laughs> no, thing. No, no, no. But getting confirmation—that
6: confirmation. sounds like at least two Confirmation. Have yes, <laughs> That's two it. points make a straight line. Yeah.
1: And you follow that straight line,
6: I or else you the, will be murdered. I followed the straight <laughs> line, or you yeah. uh, will.
1: All right. Well, Gary, we, uh, a lot of luck to you uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, um, <laughs> from Sardi Chevrolet, that's Elliot Hopper behind uh, the Mission Control there. Uh, Elliot, anything of import happened over the week every year? I know you went to that, uh, the Sean Combs yeah. speech.
5: Which, by the way, he, inspirational. Great. As we've already said, he's a great businessman. And he's he talked about how he opened a, uh, a school for, for kids in his old neighborhood uh, who are behind a couple of grades. And, and he hmm. finds that, you know, having them, having them in, a, in a different environment helps them out a lot. And
1: Did he uh, talk about his clothing line at all? <laughs> uh, Those are always a little baggy for me.
5: Well, here's, here's, here's <laughs> what he did do, which, which got, a, got a, a, a good response of laughter from the audience. He basically says, I had a dream where you wake up in the morning and, uh, and you put on... Basically, I'm not saying as well as he did, but I put on, you put on my cologne, you put on my clothes, yeah. you know, and he, all the different things that he now sells, you're all listening right. to your, your alarm clock goes off, you hear my music uh, or music that I produce the whole thing. And so, yes, he mentioned Sean, John, I'm going to say a dozen times.
0: All right, it's so about 12. Yeah. But I wasn't do- aware they're still around. Like I, I oh yeah, you can go to Macy's and okay, uh, okay. yeah, it seems like section. they kind of went out of. They were hip for a while.
1: Was like, I don't think they're in vogue, but yeah. you, you can see the section at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Stephen, your thoughts on Sean John's apparel?
6: Ah, uh, baggy, a little baggy. Yeah. The, okay,
1: but, <laughs>
0: but,
6: but I had a an anatomical thing happen to me last year, and I'm, right now I'm working on one day at a time. Uh, for Netflix.
1: Which everybody, if I'm going to interrupt your story, everybody raves about yes. it. It's and a phenomenal I get to watch it, but everybody raves about
6: it. Oh, it's, it's a show beyond a show. You're, you're rarely on a show that's as brilliant as One Day at a Time. It's phenomenal. Not only is it hilarious, but in a second it could break your heart in a real way, not sentimental at all. These people are working with difficult problems and it creates enormous laughter and it. It's beautiful. With my
1: beautiful. son, who you've met, and he's a delight, oh, okay. and he's smart and sharp and he gets it. Uh,
6: good for him as well? Perfect. Uh, great. Perfect show for him. Uh, so I was working, and my costume was no longer fitting. And my pants were falling down. And I thought, well, this is great, Stephen. You've been working so hard and staying away from the snack table enough to where, you know, you're going to have to get these pants resized. Mm-hmm. And I went down to the customer, and I said, uh... Well, you know, it looks like uh, I'm going to have to move down from those 36s to a 34 because uh, it's a little big. And he said, "Uh, No, Stephen. You're still a 36. You've just lost your ass. (laughs) And I said, I've lost my ass. I didn't even know that was a possibility. (laughs) And he said, it happens with men your age. And then uh, Todd Grinnell, who's playing Schneider on the show, was next to me. He says, Stephen, I don't think he's supposed to say that. (laughs) I think he's just supposed to say, we'll make those pants fit for you. (laughs) But I lost my ass last year. Yeah. So now... I am just uh, right now. I'm gesturing. It's it's a visual podcast, so I'm gesturing just uh, a couple inches. I'm this far away to wearing the drawstring pants with the <laughs> suspenders, yeah. And then I put on the Grateful Dead T-shirt or the Keep on Trucking, and, <laughs> and I'm going to be one of those guys. <laughs> well, the aspirations, so I can't I dreams. can't wear the the Sean Puffy comes to. What I have a I have a movie question, and it's. Was was he in uh, Monsters Ball?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh.
6: Yes. Was was he no, the it,
0: Garen? it was
6: something. Yeah. It was something like that. Who are we talking
1: about?
0: It Sha- was Sean Combs. It,
6: Sean, Combs. Sean Combs. Sean Combs. wasn't he the the uh, at the beginning of the show? The oh, he's the guy in prison. The yes. inmate who yeah. who is executed. Yeah. If we are talking about the same person, that was one hell of a performance. Yeah, that's right. And I was watching that show, and I went, "Damn." Of course, in Monsters Ball, just about every performance is really good. You yeah.
1: said uh, Halle Berry and Bill Bob Thornton.
0: Yep. Oh gosh,
6: yeah. So, yeah, it was great. So have
5: we gotten up to Stephen's sixth grade memories. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh,
0: uh, we're getting. I think close. it's even deeper. I mean, I, if you're you're may, might just be hitting randomly throughout your lifetime now. Like yeah, that's I, uh, that was about ten years ago, maybe that movie. Monster yeah. yeah. Ball. Yeah,
1: something I like that. Boy, so, uh, man, another one of my I'll dumb stories. Somebody a mentioned more. a movie the other day that I couldn't believe came out eighteen years ago, and I don't remember what it is now. Uh, wait, uh, did you say uh, that was 2001? 2001. Yeah. See, there, there we go. 17, 17, years, 17 ago. years ago. Jeez. Gosh. It may have been that. Huh. Because Halle Berry uh, really hasn't done anything great since then, even though she's... Right.
6: Yeah, it's weird. Work, she's worked. nice Yeah, she works, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen her that much. At the same time, you know, there hasn't been a lot of energy put into making great films like that. And, and uh, great character films that mm-hmm. they feel that the... Bo- and again, it's China's fault, and, you know... <laughs> It's, it's because of all the superhero movies make so much money and they release them in China first. So that's how come everybody has a cape or is Thor or somebody, you, you know. You're blaming, like our president, you're blaming the Chinese. It's certainly, for this, it's certainly the Chinese fault. I did do a movie for China. I mean, if you can't lick them, join them. I, and it was, it was so weird because they all spoke Chinese And everyone had translators, and we shot, it was for Beijing, and I shot my scenes here in Los Angeles, and it was was with the three biggest stars in China. What they said was the Brad Pitt of China, the Bill Murray of China, and the woman who they said was the greatest director in China now, and the most successful director, but she was the star of the show, Hmm. and she's a kung fu actress. That's in all of the kind of, um, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the, oh, there it goes again. Trying to think of that big (laughs) Kung Fu franchise. John Woo? Yes. Oh, geez, I got it right. Uh, Is that a guy? Is that a real person? She's, She's the John Woo actress. Who who does like the knife uh, the con- is it no, was
0: she in dragon. crouching crouching tiger hidden, hidden, dragon? hidden
6: dragon that woman I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure guys but, let me just have the win with John Woo yeah <laughs> I th- let's I not think, take it away think, from me I think I think but but uh, it was close to midnight and we were shooting in L A and I was speaking I was doing they shot all of their parts and then they wanted to do my monologue where I'm talking to them. And the translator, uh, the producer, came to me and said, all the actors, you know, they've been working all day, is it all right, since they can't understand you, and if, if they just leave now and you do the scene with just someone on the stage crew who could speak English? I said, absolutely, they can leave. Uh, and so the, the Brad Pitt of China and the Bill Murray of China came over and bowed to me and left, but the woman came up to me and slapped her chest she said, no, I'm here. And she did off-camera with me at 12 midnight. Wow! This is one of the leading stars of China and the number one director, and I went like, that's what it takes yeah. that's crazy. that's what it takes man i have so much respect for her and you respect I respect her so the much you yeah. don't remember her name <laughs> i can't it's chinese is the, did the movie come out yet do you know yeah it's it's hollywood land adventures hollywood right. adventures
1: look up that go to his IMDb page and 45 oh. minutes later give us an answer <laughs>
6: <laughs> hollywood adventures
0: i believe is what it the only name i can pull right now is Biling, but it's not Biling, is it
1: you know, I was on the, uh, one of my appearances on Craig Kilborn. by Ling was the other guest. Oh, really? Isn't that weird?
0: That is weird. It's great. I mean. No, it's. Uh, it's I mean, I haven't heard that name Did she since... stay on the
1: couch when you came out? <laughs> I think she did. I think it's got to be the same person then. It's got to be her. Yeah, she stayed right on the couch. Commitment. Because I said to her, I said, uh, you know, Craig Kilborn said you could leave. And she went.
2: I'm here. Yeah, she said "Stay." I'm, I'm here. A,
0: I think Biling speaks English. Is uh, yeah, it
2: Wei, did. Zia, Wei Zhao? That Zia. sounds right. Or but, but, Sarah Lee. Zhao no. Wei is a director. I looked
5: that up. Yes, on
6: that that's it. That's it. What is it? The one who's the director. Zia Zia Wei Zhao, Wei. Yes, that's it.
5: Because in, Ch- in Chinese, the last name and the first name are swords. Yeah, like so.
6: Yichiro. Yeah.
1: Well, that's Japanese. Of course, dirty knees. <laughs> no, look at these. <laughs> uh, come
6: on, Stephen gets it.
1: Uh, Stephen Chalvial is going to unlock here.
6: another memory of him. Stephen, were job. you ever in the military? No, heavens, no. I, I couldn't do that. I. I, I but you're right. The, you're on the tail end of Vietnam. I right? was at the. I was hanging on to my student deferment. You know, with my back in the 1970s. See, the, here we're, oh, we're moving up in time. Here we go. We're moving up in time. There was the United States government voted to say it was unfair to send all these poor boys to Vietnam, that we have to end student deferments for non-essential professions. And that was me. (laughs) That was a BFA. BFA, not MFA like you. MFA. I I was BFA. And so it was the night that they had uh, the first lottery and one of the guys in our theater department was like number five. And if you were the first third, you were going. Mm-hmm. And that night, he was just in tears. He was, but the war ended before he had to be called up. I was in the second group. I, my number was like 101 or something. I was in the second group. And we were like 50-50, but my mother was saying, uh, Stephen, if they call you up, we're sending you to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was great to see that patriotism in action.
1: Was that a scary time to? Uh, I've talked to my dad about it a little bit, but uh, my dad's older than you certainly, but uh, he was on the front end of, uh, of the lottery system and all that. But um, what
6: uh, he was not called. Well, you remember he was not called. Y- you were for, first of all. Simple answer to your question, it was a terrifying time. And it was kind of an existential terror that I don't know if any of us experience now because we, we have the existential terror – of terrorism, of, of any time, you know, a building, could, you know, something could happen. But this is when the youngest, the beginning of our civilization, the young people were being taken away and sent to a war that no one was really too sure what we were fighting for at the time. They didn't do a really good job of making that case, mm-hmm. except the whole domino thing. Right. Uh, and so people were terrified. I rem- you, you know the actor Jim Beaver, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Beaver, yeah. right? Beaver and I... Beaver and I've we've known each other almost since our college days. Really, he he was doing Shakespeare in Dallas when we all were, and uh, Beaver went to Vietnam. He was one of the guys who ended up getting tagged, and he was telling me about the, his last days. In, in he was in Da Nang, and he was in his dressed whites, ready to come back to America, and there was a sniper on the base, shooting at people. And so everybody's hiding. Beefer's trying to get to his helicopter to get back to the aircraft carrier, to get back to the United States, and his commanding officer says, you have to clean the latrines. What the fuck? What oh, the f- No, yeah. I don't. You have to clean the latr- He's in his dress white, he goes, and he's trying to clean re- l- latrines with bullets flying all over him from this. And he, gets, and he gets poop on, on him from the latrines. He runs, gets on a helicopter, flies to the aircraft carrier and there is the list there and he gives a list and the fellow on the aircraft carrier says, well, you can't be, you were killed in Da Nang. And Jim says, no, I'm here, I'm me. He, I, I cleaned the latrines, I'm wearing, look, look, here's the poop here. He gets back to America. Jim and I ended up, well, we've, we've acted together so many times in Deadwood, all sorts yeah, of things, yeah. but we did a Vietnam piece together uh, called In Country. And Wait, you were in country. I was in in country I, with Bruce Willis. Yes, I was. I don't remember you being no. in that. Oddly enough, well, I that's love because that movie. I was so deeply into character. i <laughs> <laughs> of course, you probably of course. thought I was a different person. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pat Richardson was my wife on that, and oh, I have a Bruce Willis story too for that. But anyway, uh, we went to see the Vietnam Memorial, and I'll be damned. Beaver told me it was true. His name's on there. His name is on oh my God. the memorial. That's crazy. So, you know, it is both the horror of Vietnam and probably why wars have a difficulty in being successful because of bureaucracy involved with wars. They never got his name off the list that he was shot in Da Nang when he was cleaning the latrines. His name is on the damn wall.
1: Oh, wow. Oh yeah. How you doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know you, coma? What the <laughs> hell
3: just happened?
1: <laughs> no, I just... I, Is there a delay on your headphones? <laughs> you know, Jim, you know, Cecily Adams, Jim's uh, yes. wife, uh, directed me uh, and it was a great friend of mine in a uh, improv show at one of our sketch show. Mm-hmm. And I was great friends with Cecily. I got to know Jim a little bit. Uh, always a nice man and... Uh,
5: he's in a, a show that I watch, Supernatural.
1: Yeah. Yes, he's yes. great. He's yeah. another one of you guys. He's who's, another yeah, one. Totally. And he's, great in Deadwood as you were. Great yes. in Deadwood. Uh,
6: everyone was on Deadwood. Everybody, yeah, there yeah, was, that was clunker in Deadwood. That was, that, that was my favorite show of all time. An amazing, amazing experience, amazing cast, amazing everything. Uh, everybody wanted, uh, well, David Milch wanted to shoot by natural light, which means that you had to be there before sunrise every day. And we would have breakfast at 5 a.m. or something in the dark. Then you would rehearse the scene with the director in the dark and do it. And then David Milch would come and say, like, yeah, yeah, but I think maybe we should have a cattle stampede during the scene. You go, what, huh? huh? Okay, let's get the cattle together, and when the sun comes up, we'll shoot it. And so you had this scene, like you and me talking here, and you go, hey, how are you? Now suddenly there's 200 cattle running down the street. You go, hey, how are you? You never knew what was going to happen on that show. It was, it was crazy. I remember I had a scene with Ian McShane. Okay, you— if you've seen the show, you know how difficult the speeches were. The lines—it's yes, yeah. like some kind of backward Shakespeare or something. Right. So I get a call from the, uh, whether well, the production assistant, you know, saying Stephen, you're up tomorrow. We we wrote a a scene for you, and you're first up. And I go, guys, guys. <laughs> they sent me, and I had this monologue uh, with paragraphs of backward Shakespeare and stuff. I, Guys, guys, you can't have me first up. I, I, I'm not going to be able to learn this. And goes, Stephen, you're first up. And I go, I will pay you if you put me in a different place. Really, I will. And he goes, No, Stephen, $200. I'll give you $200 <laughs> if you move me to 10 in the morning. No, Stephen, you're first up. Wow. 500 bucks. <laughs> 500 bucks, man. No, we were up. I had to do this scene with Ian. He didn't know his lines, I didn't know my lines, not at all, Ian McShane. And so he says, this is what you do, Stephen. I can't do that accent of his. <laughs> he does have a really neat, unique. Yeah. That, that kind of Irish, English. And he says, look at my ear, like I'm looking at your ear now, right? And from the cameras, it'll look like I'm looking at you, right, and you're looking at my ear here? Yeah. Don't look at my eye, look at my ear, and you just say, well, sir, you know, and you start your first line, and just keep staring at my ear and just go line when you run out of what your words are. So you go, sir, since the state of South Dakota has been formalized in the it, line and and they keep feeding you the lines. And then Ian would do the same thing. He says, that'll work out great. And I looked and I saw the finished scene. It was perfect. Yeah. It looked Like we were acting. <laughs> right. It was terrible. But one of the most amazing. This was a good memory, power's booth. Mm. Bless his soul. I went to school with Powers at SMU. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, we were in school together. In fact, uh, Powers got to that point in Hollywood where he was able to help his daughter, uh, Paris get a job. And she was on Deadwood as the head prostitute in his saloon. <laughs> nice. So that's the kind of dad Powers is. <laughs> now, I had to have pseudo-sex with Paris Booth. Oh, no. In a bathtub. Yes. In Deadwood. Right. So um, – so, Paris was very nervous, and, and I said, Paris, like you've known me for years, just imagine me drunk at your dad's house drinking a beer, and we're in the hot tub together. No, wait, no, don't think of that. Just, <laughs> just imagine I'm one of your. Don't even think of that. Just don't even worry about it, honey. It it, it incom- and Paris Booth, when when I used to go over to Powers' house, um, Pam Powers' wife. And I, Powers would get drunk and go sleep on a pool table, and Paris <laughs> and Pam and I would talk. And I had to diaper occasionally Paris. What the? So you gotta have sex? here, God. in a world of you either live in a universe of cause and effect or a universe of probability, what are the probability that you will have a pseudo sex scene right. in a bathtub of the old west with a woman <laughs> that you diapered when she was six months old? Right
3: impossible I'd say zero
6: yeah zero zero Uh, I saw saw Paris at Powers um, Memorial which by the way was one of the greatest memorials I've ever been to There was so much laughter. There was so much joy. There was so many tears and good tears Mm -hmm. and great power stories and Paris being one of them. It was so wonderful to see her again. And she did forgive me for that. Uh, Powers, of course, was on Nashville that we loved. He was. And, uh, oh, my, yeah. One of my favorite
1: movies, Southern Comfort. Southern great Comfort. Southern Comfort. Fabulous. Uh, that became my love affair with Powers Booth. You know Pam and Powers, the Booths. <laughs> <laughs> um, great names, right? Yeah. Uh, so circle back to you. I, I don't want to forget about it. Uh, Bruce Willis in country.
6: Yeah, Bruce Willis in country. So we were shooting in Paducah. We were shooting in Paducah, Kentucky, and they were having a heat wave. So outside, it was like 118 I'm. I'm not exaggerating. It's like 117, 118, and we were shooting in a diner where the temperature was close to 150. Jesus, Ugh. 150. Now I had a tattoo on my chest, for Frank. Inco- Maybe that's why you don't remember me. Is <laughs> that I had a tattoo on my chest?
1: And who? No. Who? How were you? Were you related to Bruce Willis? Were you
2: a, an I was army just, buddy?
6: I was an army. Okay. I was a Vietnam vet too, and I was the crazy one. Okay. <laughs> so I was the the idiosyncratic crazy one. Uh. So because I had this tattoo, they couldn't put me in the diner because the tattoo would melt, and they put me in the vacuum cleaner store across the street that had air conditioning, and they brought me in. Can I ask a question about the tattoo before you go on? Yep. I'm
1: always fascinated when there's tattoos on a character, that a human being that doesn't have a tattoo in real life. Yes. How long does it take to get that tattoo put on, and do they do it every day, or do
6: you get a, a, maybe a week of work out, uh, of, work out of it? every day, and uh, it was, in my case, it was a tattoo of my neighborhood, of my house and the car, and my of just the block, and they would paint it on, and it would take about over an hour, and like when we did uh, Memento,
3: mm-hmm.
6: I mean, uh, you know, tattoos, all those tattoos are painted on like just... Each time. Uh, each time, each time, each oh, time, like It takes mm-hmm. so long to to do, because of course the tattoos change too in memento. Right. right? Yeah. So so every every day on in country I had the tattoo painted on. It was color and it was the kind of thing that would melt. Mm-hmm. It, and um, so you're you're the uh, the vacuum cleaner. I'm in the shop. vacuum cleaner. So, and Bruce doesn't want to come in and shoot because it's too hot, and so we. Uh, Beaver, me, John Terry, we're all sitting in there getting ready to do the scene. We rehearse. They bring me out to rehearse, but then they have to get me back if Bruce isn't, co- Bruce doesn't come out of the trailer. He doesn't come out of the trailer. Then he comes into the room sucking on a, a, a popsicle. It says, how you guys doing? You know, how's it, how's it going? And we ended up almost getting nothing done that day because of that. When we finished the movie, uh, we were at the cast party over at the Old Chasons. Bruce Willis got us all together, all of us guys together, and he said, guys, I owe you a huge apology. He said that first day when we were shooting in the diner, and it was so hot in there, I didn't want to shoot in there. I wanted them to air condition the place. I was an asshole. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fucking asshole, and the reason I was an asshole is because I was scared. I was scared of doing this part. Everyone said, you can't do a dramatic part, you're a comedic actor. And I was afraid I was going to fail, and I was a jerk. And this movie would not have gotten made if you guys didn't stand up and keep working through my behavior. Wow. And I salute you, and I thank you, and I think we have a great movie here. And I always um, you, You know, you can't help but love Bruce. For for that kind of thing, of course. And he was terrific in the movie. And of course, later he did Die Hard, and then he was like a hero. Yeah. He's doing okay, right? Yeah. Did you ever break out the harmonica on set? You no. Play a tune for you? <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> oh, Bruno's here. Oh, well, it's the Return of Bruno. Oh. Here we go. I I, I have a, a I do have a quick uh, Six L A Love Story. Uh, yeah, the, the Six L A Love Story uh, that we just finished. This you were you're talking before of what is it like? You know, when you're an actor and and you have the 150 degrees, you work in the. Hun- in my contract, uh, Michael uh, Dunaway, our, our we had in my contract that I would have a private dressing facility, because you don't know where you're going to be, mm-hmm. and so we were shooting up at Will Rogers State Park, and my private dressing facility was a horse stable. Oh no. <laughs> a horse stable. And, and uh, Beth Grant, she was in the horse stall next to me. <laughs> so we were in stalls and they had swept the dung out of the room which was good but there was a pile of hay in there, oh. no air conditioning and, and we're, we're in there changing clothes and, and the AD comes in uh, we, is there anything we could do to make, make you more comfortable? And I was like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Idiot. We're fine, you know. That is the world of independent filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. But we had a good time. We, we do it. Time. And if what I can
1: tell from your IMDb page,
6: you don't say no. <laughs> you know, occasionally I say no. Occasion when when for when they want you when they want you to do a film, for example, in which murder is is like. Songs in a musical. Like, we're going to have gruesome murders as our entertainment value. I feel like that puts a lot of bad stuff out into the world, okay. and it coarsens the world and makes people, mm. you know, it's it's a wrong, it's, yeah. it's not exactly an ISIS video, but it's along the same lines right. of this is entertainment. And I, I say no to that stuff a okay. lot, but... First of all, I think with a lot of young filmmakers and even young MFA filmmakers, you want to say yes because you don't know who the next Steven Spielberg is going to be. And if you have time and and the energy to do that, then some jobs you take just because they're going to pay you and you need a money gig. And some jobs you take because you love the script and it becomes an art gig. So there are different reasons, more reasons to say yes than no. Mm -hmm. But money gig for you. You you are consistent. You, you're
1: not. There's never where you're looking at Ann and going. We need. Uh, uh, there were years. day, with the
3: money tons. she
6: spends on cake. Come on, yeah. well, that's a good point. <laughs> no, you, you know it. It the the problem with acting is is you the you can't rely on good works in the future. Each each job could be your very last that you ever have, and so you. It it is a lifestyle where you really have to save and you have to prepare for the worst all the time, which most people don't do. Uh, So recently it's been good.
1: Yeah, I don't I I actually cannot remember a time where you I didn't see you working. And but right now you're regular on two different series.
6: Well, I maybe three. Well, I, I, I was, you know, on Silicon Valley for a couple of years. Right. Goldberg's I've done kind of a recurring role on that for about four four years i think uh one day at a time i'm a regular on that show and uh i was going to be a regular on white famous but that got canceled famous? Uh, that it was... was pretty much going to be part of the universe of californication right. jamie fox was uh jay Farrow was the star of it right, it was hilarious right. yeah. it was on showtime but my character was a little too much like harvey weinstein oh. and they uh yeah wow. oh yeah so they got rid of you no, they got rid of the show. The whole show because of you. Not because of No, me. I heard it <laughs> is you. No, a no. button. You're from the neighborhood. They won't stop
1: talking about it. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. at the 7-Eleven wouldn't shut up about it when I went over there to get my Cajun <laughs> sausage. <laughs> Remember Steven Slurpee? Hey, you yeah. he brought down the whole show. Oh, <laughs> well, guess who's back? Tobo and Slurpee. Yep. <laughs> they talk about him. Uh, Steven Tobolowsky is here. Now, Elliot, uh, anything else over the weekend that uh, we need to uh, circle back on? I
5: mean, nothing. I made a thing.
1: What does that mean you made a thing?
5: I made this thing. It's a dice tower. <laughs>
2: What is that? <laughs> I heard Man. you manufacture that from like special wood.
0: <laughs> did, did he tell you that off the air? We heard him. He walked right wood. through this room. I said, what is that? He ignored me and went in there to show Ryan. Because Ryan
5: was the one who had, who had a particular
0: interest. Ryan is a
1: game guy, too. All yeah. right, so I guess it's a gaming thing. So Elliot, no, I, yeah. I don't uh, care. Well,
0: I'll <laughs> say it. And, and, and did you show a, Oliver, though? Oliver might be interested that. I didn't have a chance
1: to. You know, the 10-year-old.
0: <laughs> What does that mean? A, what did you call it? A, A dice, dice tower. So dice basically what you tower.
5: do is you, you, put, you put dice in the top. Yeah. It bounces around inside and comes out another hole. Uh. And, and that, instead of just rolling dice.
0: Finally, I can stop rolling these <laughs> dice so laborious. Oh, man. I want to see the infomercial for the dice <laughs> tower.
2: <laughs> when does it end with the rolling? <laughs> I kind of love it. So what do you, you, hold, you stand it up? Is yes. that the premise? I'm going to defend Elliot here. That's a great idea. I, cool. you, I think it's kind of cool too. Here. When looks you cool. roll the dice and right. sometimes you lose them, they go flying let's off St- the table. Let Steven do it. Well, Let, what, uh, you carry your dice out. with well, you.
5: I, I brought this because I, I, I got it out of my car because Ryan had, had mentioned that he was.
1: Interested. By the way, it's also beautiful looking. I'm not gonna. He I mean, looks like a, it looks like an old book.
6: Oh my God! Did you want to do that maybe towards the camera? But these are these are odd dice. What? Those are role-playing game dice.
5: They're polyhedrals.
6: Yeah. Polyhedrals, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, They're (laughs) They're heavy. Is that a heavy die? Yeah, yeah. They're They're very heavy. Watch a metal.
2: I love that, yeah. that sticks album polyhedrals. It's
1: fantastic. Wait, <laughs> these—have you felt these?
0: I look—I've got a wrist injury from all the dice rolling I've been doing, so I couldn't even. <laughs> well,
1: luckily we got this new item. <laughs> oh, what is you, that? will never have to. What you still it? have to lift them though. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you well, work you on something where they it lifts the die? I could just put uh, it on, like, like sort put on a conveyor table. belt, like it, a you know what—that's escalator actually, for dice. I've never thought
5: about that, but it should be a thing where when it gets down to the bottom, you just push a thing and it puts
0: it back. Yeah, on the top. It back up like that. conveyor belt. What the mousetrap do? That maybe very nice
6: yeah this is it is really well done elliot thank you sir and i mean is, you know if you really congratulations to on that yeah it's <laughs> a wiccan it's what would that be called <laughs> a, a, person. a wiccan, a wiccan okay. is a, it's a
3: person it's
1: a, a person, person? A w- right, hang on hang, hang on i don't want to i got it
2: i got it, I got it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you should just put it right through the tower all right oh yeah here we go this
6: is how get it works bring it in everybody this is how the Dice There's tower
0: were beautiful uh, ornamentation on this thing. It looks like Hang a god, bound... before you do it.
1: What is it called? When, uh, the, a Wiccan and a warlock. They, they have a ceremony. Is coven. It what? A coven. What is well, it? Well, a coven. Group Thank you. Of which is a coven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's pronounced coven. <laughs> that's
0: from a movie. <laughs> right, it's A from, callback to um, was an American movie. Right. Movie. Yeah. One of the one of the best documentaries. Oh, oh,
1: oh come, come on! Oh my god! be shitting me? Maybe you don't need that.
0: I missed one. Hold on.
1: Oh boy.
6: Yeah, you can't lose uh, that one. All right, Steven, so I, right yeah, I think I rolled a, a 10 on Ebert.
1: clumsiness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steven, I'm going to tell you something about in country that you won't care about. Uh, I remember Roger Ebert saying that he's never cried harder at a movie. And maybe I'm uh, misremembering exactly what he said. Uh, that he never cried harder at a movie. and uh, <laughs> right. uh I went to see it in the motion picture house. And uh, waiting. And I'm watching him going, I'm liking this movie. And but I I don't under what the hell is he talking about? Then the scene where uh, Bruce Willis goes with his mother or is it his aunt? I forget who it is the, the character, and they go look at the wall. Yes, and I was sobbed like an <laughs> idiot, like embarrassed. <laughs> I was with a, dating a girl named Jennifer at the time. Like she's looking over at me and like uncontrollable, like like I've never so, I, I've since sobbed, but at the time, <laughs> hmm. uh, that's a great movie and, and underrated. Nobody talks about it. I've never heard of it. Oh, Garen, you'll love it. I it's remember, great. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it's terrific. It's almost—I feel like it comes up a lot in, in talking about great Vietnam movies. Yeah, uh, and I never saw because I was—I think I was too young when it came out. You, and, and it was—and and it
1: was—it was different than Platoon. In, in, and yeah. in that Platoon was about—you know, this was a guy coming back. That yeah. was about being in country. This was about coming back. Yeah,
0: Oliver, and, Oliver Platt obviously starred in Platoon. Yeah, <laughs> that was the story and, of him watching Platoon. Yeah, <laughs> which
6: was a terrific documentary. And coming home, right? That was also great. Right. John Voight, John Voight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've oh, on our shoulders these days. Yeah, I mean, is uh, he nuts? Is how he long does, right does it wing? take to digest an event like Vietnam before it become a movie? You, you know, because yeah. all those movies were kind of coming out at the same time. Right, in the the late 80s, way. early 90s, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, although Apocalypse Now was like 79 or something. Oh, they, they got in early. And, uh,
1: this are the end. Pretty crazy. Listen to that song today. A lot of you and your hatred of the Doors. <laughs> I do hate the Doors, yeah. Boy, do I love, you know, I, I think I love them. Do you like the Doors?
0: That's kind of your generation's uh, tunes. Do you like yeah, the Doors? Yeah, I, I like the Doors a lot. Yeah. Uh,
6: but but I, I feel like somehow the band was, there was too many drugs and they could have gone on for a long time and p- produced a lot of great music, but I feel like they all fell apart because they were all too stoned. Mm. Also one of them died oh yeah (laughs) that played into this (laughs) that that mattered
0: were they together when he
1: died? allegedly Oh yeah that's true he could still be walking around france uh Uh, yeah no they were together because then they put out an album uh called other voices or something similar to that Hmm. uh with uh they sang because jim was not
6: yeah okay and and it was it may be folk legend but the uh a M and M recording, the Herb Alpert, you know that was that A and M recording. That's A and yes, yeah, over at that studio, <laughs> which is now Henson. Which, oh, oh, it was over by Sunset, yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. that studio, it was the bathroom of that studio that uh jim morrison liked to sing in because oh. he would go in there and sing and he loved the resonance of that bathroom and they recorded a lot of his vocals singing in that bathroom wow that's
1: cool i know they store kermit in there <laughs> so uh you know there's a lot of royalty there <laughs> What we, we did this recently guys what was your first concert since that uh, music has come up who would uh... Uh, a young Tobo, he's got tickets. He can't wait to go. Maybe Elsip's going. I don't know who else is going to go to the Peter, show.
6: Peter, Paul, and Mary. What the fuck? What? Really? Yeah. Uh, dick, rock and roll music. That was as hard as I rocked back then. <laughs> really? And uh, I think the first rock concert I ever went to, the first rock concert I ever went to was a concert production of. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Concert production of. a produ- You say production. It was just a concert version of Tommy, no. But it's something you. Is it Jesus Christ Superstar? Yes. Whoa. But how would you know you? Why'd you bring me into this mix? Because I heard you love. I'd I listened to your show. Oh yeah, and love you it. loved Jesus Christ so Superstar. So you went to see a
1: concert version of that. It
6: was before. It was actually a play, and they were touring the country, especially little hick towns like Dallas, with just like people sitting on stage, really singing mm. the songs. And they had one guy doing Jesus and, you know, and uh, the Herod song was the big one. That guy, you know, whoever sang that got up and stole the show. I mean, he killed with that. And uh, Judas was good. He was good. Uh, But the Herod really kind of stole the show. And uh, the the, but, but that was my first kind of rock and roll experience. I think the first rock concert I saw was It's a Beautiful Day and canned heat together and uh and there was the smell of some kind of thing in that auditorium (laughs) that i think was illegal in the state of texas at that time yeah if you were captured with any kind of marijuana you would go to seagoville prison and I, i i i it was it was like You didn't do it. And me, I did not believe in marijuana. You did not. I I did not. I was not a person who got high. I I think I began drinking beer. I had my first sip of beer, of course, when I was five. But I think it's coming back to me. The memory's coming back. We're going backwards. But I I had beer in a plastic cup when I was 19. And I went like, wow, is this my future? And and it was for a while. Yeah. But those were probably, and then I saw Ten years after going home going home i'm going home so i I saw that that was also in that early period of time Mm -hmm. and then i became kind of um later a a kind of david bowie fan yeah Mm -hmm. and you know they didn't play david bowie in dallas much Mm -hmm. so i remember i i didn't really see him in dallas i was in graduate school and David Bowie was playing in Washington, D.C., and I was at the University of Illinois, and I said to my girlfriend, Beth, I said, you want to go see David Bowie tomorrow night? And she said, sure. So, without tickets, without preparation, without money, with nothing but an Exxon credit card, (laughs) we got in our car and we drove from Illinois. All that we got to Washington, D.C., I think at around... Maybe noon, one PM drove all night. I remember I pulled off the side of the road in West Virginia in a snowstorm and just slept. I was falling asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. I used my Exxon credit card for a hotel room and we bought tickets with my Exxon credit card. We went and we saw his station to station concert. And I was like, Oh man, this is like David Bowie. And then later we went to los angeles where david boyd played a lot so Mm -hmm. i saw rock and roll there but man i was i was more of a peter paul mary guy yeah but
1: that's amazing that you would take that trip from uh, champagne all the way to it shows bad
6: judgment almost (laughs) at every stage in my life what
1: made you choose u of i as a kid from dallas
6: well i i i was in love I was in love with uh, a girl named Beth, and we were together throughout our undergraduate career. And she was in the drama department too. And she never got cast. I got cast. I was like a star in Dallas. She occasionally played a little girl in productions because she looked really young, but one really happening for her. And so when she graduated, she was a year behind me. I was accepted to about a dozen schools, and she was accepted to one, which was the University of Illinois, to get an MFA. And so we, in order to stay together, which was more important than anything at that point in time, I said, okay, let's get our MFA. And I went to the U of I with Beth, And it was there she decided she didn't want to be an actress anymore because she was cast as a little girl in the first play there. And she said, I think I want to be a writer and not an actress. And the first full-length play she wrote, she won the Pulitzer Prize for drama. What? Yep. Uh, She ended her play ended up on Broadway, ran there for two three years she got a two million dollar contract to turn it into a film she was nominated for academy award and a tony and what was uh, the play it was crimes of the heart oh my god and uh and so you know suddenly we went from nowhere to living in a house on the hill uh with with beth moolah uh jonathan demi loved her writing and wanted to do one of her pieces and uh You know, Beth and I were leaving uh, uh, exercise class one day and Jonathan Demi's car pulls up and he says, hey, you guys want to come see the new movie I'm working on? And I go, sure. Yeah. So we jump in the car and Jonathan drives us to the Academy. It's a 1900 seat theater. And there was the movie he was working on. Stop making sense. So the the only people in the theater were David Byrne, Tina, Chris, Jerry and Jonathan Demi, his ex-wife, Evelyn. Beth and me. So all of us in this, and it was the first time I really heard the talking heads with David Byrne sitting behind me and (laughs) like watching my every move. Afterwards, we go to a Chinese theater Uh, a Chinese theater. Did I say that? You did. Restaurant. It was a restaurant because we ate food and David cornered (laughs) me and he said like, tell me everything bad about the movie. I want to know everything bad. I don't want to hear any compliments. I said, well, David, I really thought it was like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. I have nothing bad to say about Stop Making Sense. We talked for a couple of hours and then he asked if Beth and I had a house with a swimming pool and I said, well, actually, yes, we do now because she's money bags and he said, well, he's shooting a video for his new song, uh, Road to Nowhere. He says, can we shoot the underwater scenes and the water scenes in your swimming pool? I said, sure. So David comes, and, and if you go onto YouTube, is that what you kids use, <laughs> that YouTube thing on yeah. the computer, and you look up Road to Nowhere, the water scenes in that video were shot in our backyard, with, with David Byrne shooting that in our backyard, and... Um, I I cooked uh, salmon for dinner that night and opened up a little bottle of wine, Mm. and Beth said kind of to David, you got anything, you know, like what everybody says, were you working on anything? He said, well, um, I was always thinking of maybe doing a film I wanted to call True Stories uh, whenever the band were always on the road. We always see these things in the Seven Eleven about these incredible, ridiculous true stories where well, you know they can't be true. And Beth said, "Well, you should talk to my sweetie, meaning me, because he hears tones coming from people, which uh, was something I used to do in college. I used to listen and hear people's tones and be able to tell them all about themselves." Wait, For me, what does what what does tones mean? Don't ask me. I have no idea. But it w- it was terrible. It w- when I was 19, uh, we went on a movement retreat in, in our college and the teacher said, all right, I want us to all hold hands and breathe. And breathing was a big exercise back in the 1970s. <sighs> and we held hands. It's still very popular, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna catch up. It certainly I, is in this right. room. I, do I do it all the time. And, and, yeah, right. and he says, I want us all to go around the fire and say the first thing that comes to your head. And so, we were all terrified. I was, of course, sober. Uh, you know, everyone else had been smoking something. And so they're we going around uh, the first thing, and my teacher's at 12 o'clock. I'm at 6 o'clock, and the f- person next to him goes, uh, Frodo. At- Way to go, <laughs> so man. Are you kidding Come me? on. I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't of for a story. Story. Listen, listen, you—, you, you this is this is one of the things a professional actor learns is that you keep far away from the water bottles when when he's got a switch on his microphone. That, that. I didn't know it was
2: going to crinkle. <laughs> what are you doing? Guys? That's
6: what she said.
3: Ow, what are you doing? Bud? So
6: anyway, anyway, the you, person next, <laughs> you might be
0: in the clear, Garen. We just had a, that's what she said, citing.
6: <laughs> so the person next to the teacher goes, uh, Brodo. And then when everybody saw how low the bar was being set, it was so much easier to say the first thing in our mind. And everyone goes around saying, oh, Gandalf, far out, weed. And everybody snickers and the teach us, be serious, class. And they come around to me, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to say. And then I hear this tone in my head. And I look across the fire and I said, I get that you're not who you say you are. Oh, Jesus. What? That's exa- And he went, huh? I said, I get that you have an assumed name, and your name is really... J.K. or J.M., and uh, he goes, all right, very good, let's continue, (laughs) and then the next person goes purple, and the next person goes beer, and around it goes Gandalf, 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 Frodo, Hobbit, and we're all done, and I'm on my way, I'm leaving, and out of the shadows comes my teacher and says, why did you say that about me? I said, I don't know, you said, say the first thing that came to your head, and that was the first thing that came to your head, and he said, because it's true. I have an assumed name, and my name was JK, just like you you said. I ask you again, why did you say that? I said, I don't know. I heard this time. He says, has anyone ever done any psychic experiments with you? I. This is Texas, man. No, we don't do psychic experiments here. So, Beth and I were in this play together that he was directing, and opening night we had a party at his house, and I really hadn't figured out how to ask Beth out on a date. And my teacher intercepted us in mid-conversation, said, you know, tomorrow I only teach a half a day. Would you like to come over here and do more of a psychic experiments? I go, sure. Can I bring Beth? Yes. So it was my first date with Beth. I bring Beth over to the house. He brings out this thing called a Japanese prayer stool, which is a powerful instrument of psychic connection. <laughs> and we breathed, we held hands over it, and he goes, what do you see? Well, I didn't see anything, but again, I heard this noise in my head, and I said, well, there's a five-year-old by the fireplace, and there's a 40-year-old woman on that telephone in the kitchen.
3: He goes, Oh, ah, ah, ah.
6: Walks around the room, he says, I was babysitting my five-year-old nephew by the fireplace, I told him it wasn't safe. He ran out the front door, was hit by a car. My sister, on her 40th birthday, called on that telephone in the kitchen and committed suicide. How did you know this? I start crying, and I start walking away. I I don't know, I don't know, I just heard this sound. Beth and I go home, in the car, outside. She said, what do you know about me? And I said, nothing, nothing. She says, maybe we should hold hands. I go, yeah, I'm starting (laughs) to think this psychic thing has some (laughs) Some (laughs) benefits. So I'm holding hands and she said, tell me. And I said, I don't see anything. And she said, no, 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 no. You don't see things, you hear things. Do I make a sound? And I said, "Um, yes. And she says, what? I said, and for some reason, this came out of my mouth. Forgive me, please. I know this sounds like really awful bullshit. So I, I said, I, you have three tones in the male range. She goes, what does that mean? I go, I don't know. Most people have one tone. Men's tones are higher than women. Women's tones are lower. Most people only have one. What does it mean that I have three? I don't know, but they're in harmony together. Maybe that means you're sufficient unto yourself. Maybe it means you get your way. And Beth's eyes lit up and said, we are going to make a fortune this is great we will be a team i will bring people to you you breathe you hold your hands you listen to those tones you say that kind of stuff we could charge a quarter we can even charge a dollar for this kind of stuff (laughs) so beth and i did that for a while but it, it had terrible results in that i told people terrible things about them that turned out to be true you know i told one person you know you you there's a death in your family you're dealing with how to you're going to get an inheritance and all and he was like one girl uh you're trying to get over being abused by your father it's very and she started crying and she it was terrible Mm -hmm. it was terrible so i told beth we're done with this so that was when i was like 18 and 19. so david byrne says so tell me this story and i told david that story i just told you beth and i ended up being hired to write the screenplay of True Stories, which we had to deliver in 19 days. (laughs) So for your screenwriting MFA, that is a bear to write a complete first draft in 19 days. So we did it. David Byrne never said a word, never heard a word from David for a year. I'm driving in the Hollywood Hills and there, there's a knock on my window in my car to stop sign. It's David Byrne on a bicycle. <laughs> he said, roll down the window. He says, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you, but you know we were on tour and I was rewriting the script. There isn't a lot of what you wrote in the script still, but I need you to hear something. Are you gonna be at your house today? And I go, yeah. So David comes over with his guitar, with a cassette, He says, I love the story about you hearing tones. So I put a character in the movie that hears tones, and I wrote a song for him, and I want you to hear it. And David played the first version of Radiohead, which is in the movie. And the song was phenomenal, and it was like the beginning of my relationship with Beth like captured like an insect in amber. So that was in like 19... 87, 88. In yeah. 1991, uh, the group on a Friday in Oxfordshire, England, had a band meeting and they wanted to change the name of their band. They love David Byrne, they love True Stories, and they love that song in particular. So they changed the name of their band to Radiohead. Mm-hmm. So. I offhandedly am yes. in the rock and roll <laughs> of the game. <laughs> that, that's how that happens. That's
1: that's fascinating. Crazy. It's wow. fascinating. It's fascinating. It's the only
6: word I can come up with. Yeah. It's absolutely weird. It's, it's a weird story, and, and I've had weird psychic things through my whole life, which I, by the way, I don't I believe everybody does. I believe people. Our, our minds are, you, you know, this idea of having five senses is a modern thing. In Charles Dickens, people had eight senses. Uh, there's one scientist that says we have 22 senses. I, I, I think we are perceiving things around us all the time, but we just don't pay attention to it.
0: So do you feel, you still hear the tones and you still or do you just sort of let it? Possibly, I know everything you know, about you. Why you am tell I you why tell, am you tell why am me tell <laughs> him, No, no. I was gonna say, can you can you let us? Uh, what do you hear from Jimmy? No, I don't. Why do I don't, don't, don't want to be the? It's, 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 I, I was not, just doing not that before you, you. were gonna do it to me, so I felt like I should it's get ahead of it. Nothing
6: but bad. I don't even know. I don't even know the show. You got your SAG card. <laughs> on. Yeah, see, he's not. See, so so the the SP doesn't work that well, but it has worked sometimes. All right, let's take another break real fast, and then we'll be back. You're okay on time for another. Yep. couple minutes. All
1: right. We'll be back. Hey guys, Matt here with
0: some dates for you. Steven Tobolowski's on Twitter at Tobolowsky with a Y at the end of it. Uh, you can find out more about what he's doing uh, at steventobolowski.com, Steven with a pH. Uh, but as we mentioned on the episode, he is in this new movie, L- uh, six LA love stories. Check it out. It's a sort of, uh, anthology of, um, of stories with a lot of great actors and you should check it out. Uh, he's in it, Alicia Witt's in it. um, Peter Bogdanovich is in it, Uh, really cool, Uh, Matthew Lillard. So yeah, check that out, Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it myself, and uh, definitely visit him on the internet if you want to know more. Jimmy Parter is going to be in Sunnyvale, California at Rooster Teeth Feathers on June 14th, 15th, and 16th, and then he's at Helium in Buffalo, New York on June 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's all we got in the books right now. Go to JimmyParta.com for his dates and deets and links to tickets and click the tour link for all that stuff. For our stuff upcoming, we do have some stuff on the horizon we can't announce yet, but uh, there will be more live dates coming for Never Not Funny. You can find all that information about that at nevernotfunny.com. Click our tour link
1: and enjoy.
0: Wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, OK. Uh,
1: I, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is
0: fun to say. I get it.
1: Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Where
0: are they? Yeah. Where are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know,
1: capricious, say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, this is here's the important thing That's what they're saying. They say it like that?
0: Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more
1: uh, excitement No, in these, these are people that uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard and they're,
0: then they are not comfortable in front of a microphone. They're, exactly. they're right. professional these are not professional. Like we are yeah, they 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 sound stilted, but that's real, that's genuine.
1: Thank you. Man, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh hey, download earning today that is spelled E A R N I N, that's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in never not funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's Let's them know who sent you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin! It's your money. Get it now. All right, Matt, we're joined by a special guest here for this uh, commercial here. Yes, we are. Now, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Now... Every time we do a Casper ad, I say, my son Oliver has a Casper mattress. Right. And uh, whenever I have to lay down next to him, maybe read a story or mumble my way through a story because I'm horrible at reading. Right? Is I have to say I'm a horrible, cold reader. When I read a book to you, you don't like it as much as when mommy does it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. You know what? Lie next time. <laughs> uh, no, Dad, you're great is how you're supposed to respond to that. Let's do it. Right, take two. Like, right, son? Like, I kind of mumble my way through. You'd, you'd prefer mom do it?
4: No, you're reading so good.
1: Thank you. See, there's the acting that I expect and the kind of respect I deserve around my house. Very convincing. Um, thank you. Now listen, Casper Mattress, my son Oliver sleeps on a Casper Mattress. Oliver, your thoughts on Casper Mattress?
4: It's very comfortable. All right. Yeah.
0: Uh, Can you even remember, Do you, like because you got that mattress maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah. It was a while ago. Do you remember what it was like before you had a Casper Mattress? No. That's, it's, you don't remember. That's, it. That's, uh, you've but got you such a remember, good life.
1: Would you say that it, you're sleeping better than you ever have since you switched to a Casper Mattress?
4: Yeah. I sleep very well. <laughs> All right,
0: that's. I mean, what else do you need to hear, guys? All right, I want to know why
1: you're locking up. This is mm-hmm. embarrassing. What are you talking thing. about? He's locking up. He's. This guy doesn't stop talking from morning to night. Well, I think
5: he's doing great. Otherwise, I know being me.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Elliot. Maybe he overheard the episode and he's like, "Hi, right, whatever I do, I will not be like Elliot on
1: the show." <laughs> we don't. Did, uh, you got to show him your uh, pill box later. <laughs> sure. um, that uh, might right. not have come up yet on the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Oliver, any other thoughts about the Casper mattress?
4: Um. Yeah. It's super comfortable. Hmm. And.
1: Uh, what do you like about it,
4: Oliver?
0: You like the breathable design? Yes. Would you say it has uh, what? What kind of bounce and sink do you think it has? Like too much bounce, too much sink, or not enough, or maybe what third thing?
4: Um. Well, I'm a light person, so I don't sink that much. Oh, that's. But true. I sink enough.
1: So it's like just the right sink. Just the right sink. Would you also say just the right bounce? Yes. All right. Terrific. And you use it every night?
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Now, there's three mattress models, Oliver. We got the original Casper, we got the Wave, and we got the Essential. You, of course, have the original. Uh, Casper mattresses uh, are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. You agree with that? Yes. All right. Uh, We already mentioned the breathable design. Now, it's delivered right to your door in a small... Do you remember when it showed up in that box? No. You don't remember it. I
0: mean, look, look this guy—he's never going to know what it was like before Casper.
1: No, he's not. And you know what? He, and he's, he's getting to an age too where we got to bump up for a twin. Maybe get him a fuller or a queen. Mm-hmm. That, are that we close to study? that? No, no. no. I, think, I think you
0: can sleep in. A, is it I tw- slept it's on a tw-
1: twin until I was twenty something years old.
0: Right. I, yeah. That's what I went to college, and the beds were twin beds.
1: And these are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we, are we keeping? Yeah? <laughs>
0: God, if Matt talks one more time, I would Oh, my, my God, college God, his experience. College days.
1: Um, <laughs> Here we go. Here goes Belknap in his college uh, years.
0: Uh, we get it. You're educated. <laughs> God. Such a win back.
1: <laughs> um, all right, Oliver. Uh, now, the best part of your mattress, uh, Oliver, you remember when you opened up that mattress? I said to you, uh, you, get used to this thing. You've got 100 days to try it out. you got to give me an answer in 100 days. Remember that? No. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it comes with a 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. After all, you spend about a third of your life, Oliver, sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Oliver, what time do you go to bed at night?
4: Um, eight or eight thirty, depending on if it's a school
1: day. All right, school night is what eight o'clock. Yes. Weekends are eight thirty. Yeah. Wow. But you go in there, and what time do you th- would you say you fall asleep? If mom's reading to you, you fall asleep. Uh, what time do you think on your caf- on your comfortable Casper mattress?
4: Um. Well, after I read a little bit of my book, pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Normally. But now, if Dad puts you to sleep, very quickly, right?
4: Well, because I read to myself. Yeah, you don't so want that...
1: me reading to you. I've literally been banned from reading to my son in my house. Maybe home. Oliver, maybe you should read
0: to him because he has so so much trouble with it. <laughs> you could help him out a little. That's a good yeah. point. What what are you reading right now, Jimmy? You reading anything? Uh, mein Kampf. Oh, wow. <laughs> really. That's <laughs> what I went with, because I thought it'd be inappropriate, because it's a child. It's very inappropriate, but also maybe even inappropriate to make
1: the joke in front of your child, but I don't know. Uh, Do you get that joke, Oliver? No,
0: he doesn't get it, which <laughs> is why it was safe.
1: Okay, good. Uh, now, Oliver, I have to tell you this, because it's in bold. Uh, yes. Oh, well, I guess we already covered that. You love it. You love your Casper mattress.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah.
1: You say to me every night, Father, it's time for bed. I can't wait to hit the Casper. Here's a question. Have you ever had a, have you ever gone
0: to a sleepover, like another friend's house? Yes. And were you, did you notice how terrible the bed was in comparison to your Casper mattress?
4: Well, normally I don't get to sleep on a bed, I sleep over, I sleep on, oh, you're just the, on, floor on the floor and a sleeping bag.
3: Oh,
0: okay. All right. So there's no like air so mattress. W-
1: would you say it's better than a hardwood floor in a sleeping <laughs> bag? the
4: Casper mattress? <laughs> yes.
1: That'll be the testimonial that, that yeah. they're looking for. Put that on the poster. <laughs> we're better than a, a sheet on the floor. Casper mattress. Love it. Uh, now, Oliver, check this yes. out. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting by visiting Casper.com slash Pardo. That is Casper.com slash Pardo. Then you use Pardo at checkout. Uh, you're going to get 50 bucks off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply, Oliver. Don't get crazy. That is Casper.com slash Pardo. What website would I go to, Oliver?
4: Casper.com slash Pardo.
1: And what is the uh, code that I would use at checkout? Pardo.
4: Pardo.
1: All right. Uh, use the
4: code Pardo.
1: So once again, uh, to get $50 off select mattress, go to Casper.com slash Pardo. Use the code Pardo. Casper.com. To, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to have Oliver say, whisper in the ear, uh, oh, yeah. the, the catchphrase. Um, better way to sleep. <laughs> okay. You ready? When he says Casper, you say that. Okay. Here we go. So then you get CasperMattress.com slash Pardo. Use the code Pardo. Get 50 bucks off. Casper Mattress.
4: A better way to sleep.
1: Nailed it. Perfect. Matt, you've heard me talk about movement watches. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. You know about those two college dropouts. These guys couldn't even finish
0: school. You know, I went to college. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I slept on a twin mattress. Oh,
1: is that right? Was it comfortable? <laughs> no. Thank you. Let me get my son. I think it was hear a... more about your college years. so <laughs> wasn't Casper. Uh, well, their company's grown like crazy. Even since they've been uh, first advertising with us here at Never Not Funny. Mm-hmm. Movement, of course, is MVMT, Matt. Yeah. Uh, they've sold almost 2 million watches already in over 160 countries. Incredible. Well, they've doubled their number of watch styles. What? Yeah. Oh my god. So, like, give me a number. Uh, twelve. Now they have twenty-four.
0: Oh, so you don't actually know the number of one? I don't. But I, <laughs> But, I, but, I,
1: but I, they doubled it.
0: You doubled whatever. Give, me, give do. me another
1: one. Give me another. I'll give me another example. Twenty. Forty. Okay. <laughs> this is. Don't treat me like I'm stupid. Okay. Twenty-one. Forty-two. Yeah. Needless to say, movement has come a long way since they were crowdfunding kids working out of the living room, and not surprisingly, they offer classic design, quality construction, stylized minimalism. minimalism They've also Matt, dig this Matt Belknap. I'm digging. They uh, they've also expanded. They got sunglasses. Yeah, I've and seen those. Fashion forward bracelets for the lady. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you like them as a man.
0: Wear them. I do like their sunglasses styles. I They're do too. I wonder good. if they hear that. Mm, I, Boy, do we like their
1: sunglasses? Really especially,
0: I mean, I do have two movement watches, which I love.
1: I like. I wonder how those sunglasses fit. Boy, I wonder if they would fit my face. I don't know. I don't know if they'd fit my face either. I'd sure like to take a look at my face in a mirror wearing movement sunglasses. I would love them to make a a, a Balaban sunglass that they could send us. I would. You know, if these were sunglasses. Listen, these fit very comfortably, by yeah. the way, my reading glasses. If those had a, that'd be great. And yeah. especially if they had the movement label on the <laughs> side, the logo. Uh, unlike other four to $500 price tags you're going to find at a department store for watches, movement started just $95, Matt. Mm-hmm. That's under 100 bucks, dude. Very nice. Anyway, you like yours. You got your two. Yep. I've got mine. I love it. I wear it from time to time, but I'm not trying to count my steps when I want to be a little more stylish. when presentation, Going out out for the night. Maybe uh, taking in a show. That's right. And you know what? It's like I I know what my steps are. I don't need my watch to go to the uh, theater. Right. But on the snazzier watch, the movement looks nice on the wrist. Yes. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Come on, Garen. (laughs) I go into mvmt.com slash never. That is mvmt.com slash never. Find out for yourself why movement keeps growing. Check out that expanding collection. Give me another number. Um, Their 19. collection's expanding. 19. 19? Hardcastle. What? Now they got 38. Wow. That was quick. Movement watches make great gifts. It was not especially quick. <laughs> Whether you're celebrating, I had to even repeat the 19 to cover the fact <laughs> that I was doing the math in my head and go, that's two or less. Now I got it. Whether you're celebrating a grad or a dad. Hey. <laughs> grads and dads, guys. Dads, dads, dads and grads. Hint, hint, Father's Day. That's in parentheses here that I wish I would have not read. Okay. Movement is the perfect place to shop for affordable, timeless gift. Once again, go to mvmt.com slash number, mvmt.com slash number, movement. I like the movement, movement, movement. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program. Stephen Tobolowsky is here, episode 2216. Uh, I just uh, checked in with Oliver in the other room, and I said, uh, hey, was that uh, neat meeting uh, the uh, gentleman from the uh, Goldbergs? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, you know, maybe when it's done, we could uh, get a picture uh and oliver said as if steven asked for the picture he goes yeah sure <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: happy to do it yeah happy to do it my pleasure let me finish on what i'm doing here and i'll come in there and make the guy happy
3: <laughs> Weirdest.
1: Uh, he's, he's the greatest he's, he's drawing he's in there drawing oh cool uh all right Stephen. what did you and i we didn't work together Uh, We did shoot the same day. Okay. On a a, uh, uh, the show that I got my sad card for. If I give you the year, will that uh, help you? Maybe. Nineteen ninety seven. I want to say.
6: Ninety seven.
1: Might have been. We might have shot. Oh, you know what day it was. I'll tell you what day it was. Even the day of the North Hollywood bank robbery. Oh, Oh, it was
6: that day. Now that gives it away, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. But I remember driving home that day from the set. Uh, Can I ask you? Three questions. questions Okay, okay, okay. Dude, (laughs) was it a feature film? No. Television. Television. Yes, sir. Was it a comedy? Yes, sir. Was it a comedy that is a sitcom or was it a single camera comedy?
1: Boy, that's a great question. There was no audience, but I think they had shot. They had shot with audience. I would say three camera. I'd say it's a three camera shoot. So ordinarily, they would have audience I believe there. so, but on this day, for this particular episode, they did not. Yeah, my if I'm thinking of the right thing, I think it was a- it was Yeah, because you know what? I actually would go and I, I went and watched an episode because I knew the director, which is the whole reason I was there, producer. I got a phone call that said, do you want to get your SAG card? Uh, you know, uh, it's one
6: line, but it'll get you in the in the union. I said, yes, I wanted to do that. Yes. Um, was it shot yes. over at Warner Brothers? No. That lets a lot of little things off the hook. Now remember
1: though you drove, you d- I drove. You drove. I drove. And that North Hollywood thing may or may not have affected your travels.
6: That's correct. So what other studio is in that Well uh- there was was it there is a studio uh over kind of no, off it's so the one eighteen. It's a big
0: studio. It's it's huge, and it's. Uh... I think it might have been mentioned earlier on the show. Eve. it is ma- that true? Was it? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know what studio it was. I'm just okay. you, you mentioned a studio before that's near here. If
6: we are saying in the valley, yeah, it's in the valley. It's and, in the valley. And, so that means you have Warner Brothers. You have Burbank Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying you have all those. You stu- you could
1: you could walk
6: to it from your home. Da-dum-bum. Yeah, there's only one I could walk to. That's CBS Radford. That's right. That's where I did uh, Seinfeld. No. No, it wasn't Seinfeld, though. <laughs> uh, that was. Okay. So, 19... give me that year again, 1997. Ninety-seven.
0: Ninety-seven. The show was on the air for maybe two years. Three
6: two years. You know
2: what it is? What's that? I think I know what it is. But I'm not going to say anything.
1: All right. Yeah, you keep it. This is. Uh, I don't know if this is fun
0: for anybody. <laughs> I don't deny that. What's no, it's, that? It's, it's it's putting a yeah. dent in uh, Stephen Tobolowski's reputation as a psychic. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's you know because now I'm having to piece together these magical clues from the dark era. If I of the give you two 96. words,
1: would it help you?
6: Maybe it might. The
0: title of the show.
1: (laughs) Uh, You had to repeatedly say dirty bird. I'm a dirty bird. (laughs) This guy's been in like five hundred. I understand that. That's ridiculous. And I don't know. By the way, I don't know if you were recurring on this or if it was the only episode you did. I want to say you were a love interest to a
6: um, woman on the show. It was, it, don't tell me it was Mark Brazil No, and, and doing a uh, uh, 70s show. No, it was not. Because that was there. But I also did, I was but also Jimmy on that. Was also because on I did have a romantic thing with uh, Donna. Don, with, Donna. With, with Hot Donna? With, with Hot Donna. Oh, that's right. Oh, you were the out DJ. With, no, no, no. I was, I was her professor and that's I had right. to French kiss her on a desk. My God. But you know, I also French kissed Kurtwood Smith once. <laughs> Well, but that was off camera. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that was in Picket Fences. Oh. David Kelly called me. And I'm going to get back to it. I know you will. David mm-hmm. Kelly called me on the phone and said, do you know Kurtwood Smith? And I go, yeah, yeah. I've worked with Kurtwood a couple times. He says, how would you feel about kissing him? <laughs> and I go, okay, David. That, I, I think we're going to be fine. He says, I mean really kissing him. Would you French kiss Kurtwood Smith? I said, if I'm in a David Kelly show, I will French kiss Kurtwood Smith. And it was Picket Fences, and we, it was called Be My Valentine, and we were dual serial killers. So half the show you think I'm the serial killer, but then I'm someone who's on the trail of whos – I'm saying I'm on the trail of the serial killer, and then the other half of the show we think Kurtwood is a serial killer. And the denouement what happens? is when we come in, Kurtwood puts, comes and puts the gun on me, and walks up close to me with the gun, and then we start kissing. And then our heroine uh, – was that Kathy Baker at that time?
2: She was on that show. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Scarlett's to see wife. if she
6: was if she was the heroine uh, in this particular – and she sees that we're kissing. Okay, let's get back to uh, the studio. CBS, CBS Radford.
0: This is a show that I don't know – most people probably won't remember. Female
1: lead. Female lead.
0: Yep, yep. Big star –
1: at that was, time. At that Huge. Time. And she, she, I believe she has a show on the air currently, but a drama. Mm-hmm. I think
6: that's still on the air. I'm not sure. Gosh. I, now, Dirty Bird is ringing a bell with me a little bit, but. Um, and by the way, I just got a residual check for this for three cents last week. <laughs> Congratulations. It was a three cent <laughs> yeah. residual check. It wasn't Tia Leone. Yes. Yes. So naked truth. The naked truth. Damn. Oh, let me explain this. Bing. I would say even. <laughs> I would say total bing. Let me let me say this. Yes. First of all, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank card. you so much. It's really in handy. Yes. It's yes. done very well for me. Uh, so I got the phone call that morning. That morning, saying, "Are you available today to do naked truth?" And I go, huh? Yeah, we're going to shoot it today. Can you come here and and do the? So they sent me the material. I'm memorizing the material, and as I recall, I come in and do kind of a speech and leave. That was it. Yes, that's right one before reason. my scene. Yes.
1: So, and what did you? What was your line? Uh, this woman wanted to see you.
6: <laughs> and <laughs> you got your SAG card for that. This woman wanted to see you. See. And not and
1: and by the way, my first acting job. Don't think I didn't. You know. Uh, yeah, what's the famous the uh, bell? Hark, uh, who goes there? Whatever that bell thing in Shakespeare, where the guy overthinks it and then fucks it up. Mm. Uh, it was that me driving to the set. This woman wanted to see you. This woman wanted to see you. This one wanted to see you. Overthought it.
6: But, but, but I'm sure. And and three cents. I think I got something. Uh, for like three cents from Naked Truth. Also, yeah, yeah. yeah Tia, love her. Boy, I love her. The, the and the show. I think uh, um, was George Went on that show as well. No, he was
1: not. Uh,
6: unless he was,
1: and I'm not aware of it. It was Holland Taylor. Was like your love. Holland
6: interest, Taylor. Uh, she's great, and she was also on the practice with me. I, yes, I did. She was on the practice with me, and uh, Lisa Ann Walter was on that show. On uh, Naked Truth? Naked Truth, no, Lisa
1: and Walter? No, was, she was on, wasn't it Nurses? No, no. that was the other guy. That was no, uh, Stephanie Hodge. She
6: had her own show. But, but
1: look, was, look up Naked Lisa Truth. Was Lisa and Walter on the It was Mark Roberts. It was maybe Daryl Savad. Was he?
2: Yeah, it was Taylor Leone, Daryl Savad, Holland Taylor, Tom Ver, Verica, Jake Sullivan, Mark Roberts, Dave Fontaine, Jonathan Penner, Jack Blessing, and Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan?
6: Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Oh, love Amy
2: Ryan. Remember, Jonathan Penner was
1: destined to be a, a huge star. He was very good on there. And then it never happened.
0: Can't picture him. He's very, very handsome. And Amy Ryan, is Amy Ryan from The Wire and uh,
6: that all that stuff? Like she was on The Office for a while? Off on The Office. So good on The oh, Office. Oh, she's great on The Office. Great. How do you know? You don't watch television. <laughs> I watch The Office nonstop. Oh, I see. That's one that you watch. In fact, you know, now that it's on Comedy Central, you know, it's almost like uh, – I go home and binge it, you know, because it's Comedy Central has three shows: Yep, The Office, Tosh Point oh, O, <laughs> and what that seventy show. Are they like, showing that nonstop as well. Oh, and and uh, South Park. They right, have four right, shows. Right, yeah. we did a big time in Hollywood, Florida, on uh, Comedy Central, and it was like one of the funniest shows in the history of the world. And they canceled it because it there wasn't enough room. On their schedule, <laughs> <laughs> It
1: was fitting into the office they were taking away from the office. It you away. were also on uh, our French show, uh, uh, Housewives, Hot Housewives.
6: Uh, oh, right, God. The, uh, with uh, those Danielle people, Danielle and th- Dan- Casey? Oh, right. come on, give me a break. Yeah, those people are so damn funny. Yeah, those people on the, the Hot Housewives of Orlando. Was, yes, yeah. I, I was terrible on that show. I could not, I could not keep from laughing. <laughs> it was they were so funny. Uh, so terrible. So they killed me and they wrote me off of the <laughs> shaft. But it was, it was a unique show. I remember we had one scene in which I went to the craft service table and they had a basket of peppers and like Scotch bonnet peppers, and I thought, like, oh well, this is like some kind of trick, like they've cooked these. It was a raw Scotch bonnet pepper. I took a bite of it and almost died. Jesus, really? And I'm thinking, Look, who puts this out as a snack? You know, <laughs> put this out with rat poison or something? You know, Scotch bonnet pepper? No, but that was uh, Housewives. Weird Al Yankovic. I, I got to watch him on that. He Nicest was man in the world. Nicest guy in the world. Very nice just real sweetheart when a,
1: a guy who's been doing this as long as you have when you break on the set do you get nervous that oh they're going to get mad at me or do you feel like I'm not being professional or you know what I know this happens and they're
6: everybody's going to roll with it we'll just do another take is it a big deal i guess my question i on certain shows it is like if if you, i first of all i always feel badly about it you because do. it means that For some reason, I haven't done the right work in the right place that I'm taking. I don't have the right stakes that I would laugh at this. Uh, So I always feel badly about it. If it's a sitcom, I don't worry about it because we're going to do another take anyway. But if it's one camera and you're in a scene with like five other people and they have great takes Mm It's just like you know you dropped a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> is that a technical phrase? I don't you know if have... that's a
1: phrase at all. Yeah. But I would get uh, Jim Beaver to clean it up. Yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but
6: <laughs> it. I, I feel very badly about it. But it it is always a sign that I didn't do the work in the right mm-hmm. place. I Never thought of it that way, but you're you're absolutely right. It stakes. Yeah. You know, it's always stakes in comedy, and and you have to view things the way your character would and not as the audience would. Yeah.
1: Did you know in high school and stuff when you were doing this that you'd be mostly known for
6: comedies or did you want to be a dramatic actor? I wanted to be a dramatic, I wanted to be Hamlet. I wanted to, I wanted to be a dramatic actor and then I lost my hair in graduate school. And I mean, it was like I drove through a cloud of plutonium. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had hair, all this hair. If you see early pictures of me, I was like this. And then it just, I was playing you, you know it's like in baseball baseball yes coming back to baseball if you're the best person on the team when you're a kid the best hitter best person on the team what do you play pitcher pitcher yeah you're the damn pitcher in major league pitchers worst hitter on the team right because right, they never hit when you are a good actor and you're young you play the old guys. Yeah, you talk with your Walter Brennan in action. They do your hair with streaks and tips and and you played the old professor. So I played this old guy who was 86 years old with with gray spray in my hair for like 2 weeks. The show wrapped. I go to wash all the gray out and my hair just falls out. What the hell? Oh, yeah. No. And it was and I was so
3: suspicious.
6: So depressed. And I was so sad and I came out to LA right after that with Beth. And every audition, the few auditions I have, they would always look at me and just like we were looking at each other's ear during the <laughs> Ian McShane thing, the casting directors would be like looking at my uh, scalp line and going like, okay, okay, bald guy, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and, they, and I never was able to get cast in anything till wow. I sufficiently lost enough hair. In you that. lose your hair and you wear glasses you look the same for a long period of time yeah you've uh, it's nonstop. yeah it's nonstop with Tobo it's nonstop with Tobo in fact enough it's, it's, <laughs> if en- I can say it enough we, we start one day at a time next week you do and then I work all the way until the end of September huh. on that show and
1: then you panic does Tobo panic going back to our old conversation or do you relax you and Ann relax and have cupcakes
6: no, <laughs> no. <laughs> cupcakes I love cupcakes yeah
1: but I, I sense your tone. I, I love cupcakes, <laughs> but I had, a, t- a, I a, had a little cupcake
6: trouble tone. at a cupcake place mm-hmm. right right down here on the street. I, I would go in once a week and get like six cupcakes, and yeah. she goes, "You like our cupcakes, don't you?" I can tell. Oh no! Oh. Hey, screw you! Screw you! Exactly. So I, you know, so now I'm very careful about the cupcakes. Yeah, I'm a little worried about all of it. You know, but but again, I'm. How old did we establish? Sixty seven, I think. Sixty seven, I think. Uh, Well, I don't know.
1: He's he's, he's fluctuating. It's 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 fluid. The situation's fluid. You were born in fifty one. What? All right. Before you go. Yes. Uh, and you are welcome back any time because you're a man of a zillion stories. And, and, uh, just and know, I'm in the neighborhood. I could just. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. You could be our Tony Randall. Just call up. You around? <laughs> yeah. Anne's doing something. I'll be right there. Because <laughs> uh, people will get mad at me if I don't say, uh, do you have any groundhog story that you want to share? I'm sure you've done that every other interview you've ever done. But I don't want to be the asshole that didn't do it and go, oh, I wish you would have shared a groundhog story. I, I don't care.
6: I I, I <laughs>
0: well,
3: seems I, like
1: a weird way to set it up. I
6: I have. I'm trying to think of of. Uh, I hate
1: putting like on the spot. Like, tell us a thing from that. No, I mean I, everything else organic. There are organic.
6: great groundhog stories. Uh, There's so many great groundhog stories. Um, here's one, an odd one in particular. So first day, first day of shooting of Groundhog Day was Bill Murray and me on the street. I mean, the. We shot that street scene probably over a three-week period of time, and something that maybe people don't recognize or don't know is that Harold Ramis had not decided what the day of the movie would be, because if you think about it, the day is a character. That day has to look the same. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know if it was going to be a sunny day, cloudy day, rainy day, or whatever. So Bill and I shot that scene multiple times in multiple weather conditions, so somewhere There is five versions of this movie, either in rain, snow, or whatever. So anyway, we were shooting. It was a a sunny day, which ended up not being the day uh, Harold Ramis picked. He picked the kind of gloomy day. And I was so nervous getting started doing this shoot first thing. And uh, there are about 500 townspeople there. And there is a face in the crowd I knew. And that was the face of David Nichols. I had seen David Nichols four times in my life. The time before I saw David Nichols was when I was doing Great Balls of Fire. He was an art director on the movie. That's when I got married to Anne. The time before that I saw David Nichols was the first day I came out to Los Angeles after graduate school and David called me up and said, I heard you're in LA. I wanted to give you. Here's the name of an agent. Maybe you could try. And would you like to come to lunch at the studio on a movie I'm working on, New York, New York? And the first day I came out to Los Angeles, I had lunch with Oh my God, with Robert De Niro, Liza Minnelli, Martin Scorsese, David Nichols, and me. First day lunch. I'm thinking like, well, this is here we go. Here we go, Hollywood baby. David Nichols, and the first time. I saw David Nichols. I was 15 years old. I was in my first comedy in the one-act play contest at Kimball High School. And David Nichols was a big star in Dallas, Texas. Uh, He was an actor then, not an artist and a designer. And he was brought in to help with the show. And David Nichols was the guy who taught me comic technique, how to set up a joke, how to hit my moment, how to pause, was David Nichols who taught me all that comedy technique and now here it was, right. I was so damn nervous, getting ready to start Groundhog Day and David looked at me and he gave me the two thumbs up and it gave me courage. It, it heartened me. And as a side note, the AD, it was his first job, his, he was standing in the street and if you recall, Ned, I walk. I stop, I turn in the street and see Bill and go, oh, Phil, Phil, right? So I had to stop at exactly the same place in the street. So off camera is an AD, his first job, and he's like pointing at me going like, now's the time to turn. That young man turned out to be the producer of Silicon Valley. So uh, I I got to see Jim again, and he was my boss. Wow. (laughs) Which, which producer? What's Jim Kesselweg. Oh, wow. Cool. And uh, he, he was uh, our line producer on uh, Silicon Valley, but his first job was pointing to me on the street awesome. was when yeah. we did Groundhog Day, first day. That's really cool. We blame Nichols for your career. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Yes! What happened? <laughs> uh, well, when <laughs> you've reached a certain age, you know, I, I kind of dropped into a well of memory. When you when you when you said that, and I, I thought, what did he mean by here? Oh. Did he mean here, or did he mean here? Well,
1: or? I could tell you, I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> thank you for being here. I mean, really, yeah, you brought, no, I mean, but me. I mean, you have you brought joy to all
6: lives. Well, so. uh, th- thank you what very did, much for having me. Here. A pleasure. The name of the movie that you're currently in is is uh, six. L.A., love stories. It's a very delightful movie. Some of the stories are serious. Some of them are not. But it's a very pleasant view. Wonderful. And uh, directed by Michael Dunaway, he's a friend of the show. Alicia Witt is in this thing. Don Most? You know Don Most. I know Don Most. Let me tell you something about Alicia Witt. What do you got? Man, I worked with her on a show with Sarah Silverman. Alicia Witt is a mofo pianist. Yes. She could sit down at that piano and... Do Franz List. I mean she could pop that stuff right off. She is quite a talent besides being beautiful and a great actor. Great actress. And, yeah. and she's got a new I think she has a new
1: album coming out as well, oh, Alicia cool. Witt. She, of course, you remember her from Nashville. Yep. And Justified and lots of and great shows. And Justified, things. two great shows. Yeah. You were never on Justified yet. I was. Uh, Wait, you're not. I say yet. You've been <laughs> it's <over>. for three <laughs> years. I was Wait, on you, justified You were? Why I I remember that? Why do I remember all your great roles? Because he, he blends well, right into how it. How old are you now? I'm 67 or 68. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's a
6: Chicago song. <laughs> Question 67 or 68. You're welcome. Chicago. I played a an FBI agent. I was on a couple shows yeah. on justified before they killed me. And they shot me on that show in the chest. And so, and this is how they do it on TV shows now. I know we're near the end no, of time. Take your this, time. This, 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 so what? They do now, they don't put squibs, you know, that exploding thing in your chest with Mm -hmm. blood. And they don't do that now. Uh, They don't do anything. They have a guy off camera that goes bang (laughs) about that loud bang. And the fellow who Jerry Burns in this case was pointing a gun at me, and he just goes like like pretends that there's a kickback, and you have to act you're like, right. you, like you're a, a five-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> and and you do all this stuff, and they add everything in post. They wow. add the fire coming out of the gun. They add the sound. They add the blood. So I did this whole acting thing where I'm shot, and it said in the chest. And so I, I do all my acting for a man who's just shot in the chest by Jerry, and— then later, I'm having an audition over at some studio, and a guy comes, Oh, I just finished doing uh, the work for you on Justified, and we made it a headshot. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And so they shot me in the head. I said, But I did all my acting for the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that now. The yeah, great uh, Win
1: Duffy.
0: Yes. Jerry, Jerry Burns, Burns characters.
1: I uh, thank you for being here. My pleasure, and thank you for being here.
0: <laughs> oh wait, I got to ask this question. Oh wait, this is another thing people will be mad about. Do you know anything about the Deadwood movie?
6: Well, the only thing I know is, is what I heard is that uh, David uh, spent the money on on gambling i think <laughs> okay. and 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 so they they kind of took the movie away from him oh. and it would be very hard to get those people together again yes, because it would. now you know tim and every, everybody they're all huge stars mm-hmm. and they've gone in different directions yeah so it would be hard to okay. lasso those folks but they're up.
1: rebooting everything yeah they're rebooting
6: everything they' reboot yeah, they would have to reboot it but man what a show what it. an amazing Incredible. show yeah. yeah if you and, haven't seen it go watch it and and justified justified and they on deadwood they had the best of the best i mean when i did mississippi burning you know alan parker you have the great great cinematographers all that that camera crew was one of the camera crews working on deadwood i mean you have the best of the best working on deadwood awesome watch it all right garen goodbye (laughs) on behalf of the pop culture garen cockrell oh uh wait before
1: we go can i ask you a favor yes of course uh Can I have a picture with your kid? I'll check with (laughs) him. Please? I'll check with him. That's the best I could do. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, that's Garen Cockrell. Back there from Sardi Chevrolet. It's Elliot Hober. The Hunter Matt Belknap. Our new friend. I'm going to say it. Tobo. Bing. I'm Jimmy Partle. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. AK-47 Gone, Not Forgotten.